2: Disgrace, embarrassment, ashamed. Uh, I don't know that there are words that can really catch what the feeling is and, and can do it justice as to what went down uh, this yesterday, in fact, uh, less than 24 hours ago from the Philadelphia Eagles as they laid down. And I never thought I'd say that about this team. I thought no matter what, you're going to lose games that they're going to show heart. They're going to lose games that they're going to have culture. They're going to lose games, but they're going to try, uh, try, try, try. But that's not the case, uh, unfortunately, with the 2023 Eagles, at least as of right now. Welcome in. I would say happy Monday, but I am not going to kid you or kid myself. Hope you guys had a good weekend up until yesterday at 425. I am Rob Ellis, my guy Tone to Shields. Tone, how you doing, my friend?
3: I am splendid, my friend. You know, uh, believe it or not, I woke up feeling all right, man. I woke up feeling pretty good. You know, family's good. Had a chat with my mom this morning, checking in on her and her health. Uh, had a chat with my brother this morning. Um, had a real comfortable shower. I feel good, <laughs> smell good. You know what I mean. So life's good right now on my side of things. Maybe exactly. not for the Philadelphia Eagles, but yes. life's life's good on my side. I'm doing okay. all right. How about you, my friend? Uh,
2: yeah, life good. Uh, football, sports life, not so much, man. Well, not listen, so you're, much. You're,
3: you're you're back in the cave. You're back
2: in the cave. I'm back in the cave. I'm the cave. I fu- I'm not. I haven't put all the finishing touches on it, but I at least have the the setup where um, I am in the studio. I got it a little bit; it's configured a little bit differently. And I'll show you guys once I get it done uh, what's going on. But I'm, I'm not there yet. I literally like had a little bit of time yesterday to do some things, and I did some things today. And this is this is about as far as we we uh we got it. But we're close. We're in good shape. I, I got everything. The main part is I I, I think the shot's well lit. I can see you. Yes, my mic's working. Yes. I can hear you. All good. All good. Yes. All right. Let's let's get to the folks who are who are you know uh, admittedly none too happy. All right. So I get it. I get everybody. So let me let me hit everybody. Uh, Fat Falk. There you go. What a way to start. Andrew S. <laughs> uh, I see James. I see Kevin. I see Prime. Who a lot of happy people here. Uh, Twiz. Kevin. Ringo. Marcus. It's Joe. P- 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 Mike. Uh, Ringo Island. I think I got you already. KC. Uh, let's see. There's a lot. All right, everybody. I got you. I see you. And I appreciate you. And I understand the anger. I understand the vitriol. And guess what? You have every right. This is not fan overreaction. This is fan proper reaction, uh, to what is mm-hmm. going on with this football team. So, and so let, let's set the tone, the, the, uh, the, the, the scene here. You go into the game at four twenty-five, not knowing whether Dallas had won the game or not, because they kicked off at the same time that you kicked off. You went in with a plan, at least, during the week, to mm-hmm. play your starters. But here's the thing: really, right from the jump, you sl- you sat Fle- sat down Fletcher Cox for some reason to to rest. So are you all in, or are you not all in? And I think that I know it sounds like a little thing, but I think it's exactly the problem with this Eagles team: there is not a clear Direction. Okay. So Hmm. you sit Fletcher, but everybody else is all in, including the older guys. Like, why is Jason Kelsey out there? Why is Lane Johnson out there? Why is Brandon Graham out there? Why are you rolling out old guys if you're sitting Fletcher Cox? Fletcher Cox
3: wasn't on an injury report, correct?
2: Correct. Correct. So he sits. And then you proceed as a team to give a middle finger to your head coach and to your fans because you can say whatever you want. You laid down in that game, and the Uh, Giants uh, ran a rough shot. Yeah, rough uh, shot. 24-0 at the half, when through most of that half, you were playing your ones. Like, if you're out there and it's Tanner McKee, and it's dudes you never heard of in your life, who won't be with the Eagles, you know, in the future or whatever, okay, I don't like it, but okay. That wasn't the case. You were trying to win that game, at least in theory, trying to win the game, and you went out and you got your doors blown off in disgraceful fashion
3: the funny thing about it is you and i spoke about this last week and we said hey play the starters because uh a they can use more reps in my opinion uh Mm -hmm. they need a confidence booster um of course we were weighing the options because of the turf and you know we you know we looked at it as you need some kind of positivity going into the playoffs you need something Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you know there were there were some people on the other side of the fence saying look at the end of the day it is what it is just sit your starters get ready for the playoffs you know, some people's angle, some people had the angle up. well, you also still have the have the division to play for. You mentioned it earlier. You didn't right. know what the Cowboys, you know, I mean, they they bounced them, they mm-hmm. they rolled them, but still, you had no idea how that game was going to turn out at the end of the day. So you had to at least, you know, show some will to fight for the division. Still, um, based off that performance we saw yesterday, about the Eagles, they were better off sitting. Everybody, yes, you were better off sitting. That was that that was a lackluster effort. That team and Eagles fans. Today we're gonna to have. Um, today's gonna to be a day of reckoning. We're gonna have a day of honesty, mm-hmm. um, a day where our feelings are not trumping the facts. Right. Okay. I think this is an. I think this is an important moment for us, Philadelphia, because we have to now look at this team and this coaching staff for who and what they truly are, and they are quite literally an accident that's already happened. You feel what I'm saying here?
2: hundred percent. This 100%. team
3: quit on Nick Sirianni yesterday. Yep. They quit on him. Yep. There's no other way to describe what we saw. I saw no effort. The, the offense couldn't – there was a point in time where the offense only had about 20 yards, 20 yards with the of offense. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's – they have no identity – they have no response to the blitz. This is why I look at this coaching staff as utter failures. Right. And also, by the way, Jalen hurts is regressing. Yes. Let's not, let's, yeah, let's, 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 let's not be afraid let's of what it is.
2: Yeah. We, we need to address this and we're going to, we're going to address it. I'm way down.
3: I'm a hurts guy. I have hurts memorabilia. Yep. I, I, I rock with the guy. But best believe that I'm wishing for success. But right now in his present situation, although the stats we were just talking about it last week as well his stats are better than last year but the turnover bug has mm-hmm. bit him in a big way this year mm-hmm. I don't think that will continue but he needs to get in order for him to get where he wants to go or in order for him to get where he needs to go for the city of Philadelphia for the Eagles it can't be under the watch of Nick Sirianni no question it can. it's 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 done this team quit on him he has no answers Wink Martindale was one of the most – I'll put it to this way. Wink Martindale has no has no poker face. No. And you know I, what you're getting. Exactly. Yeah. You know what – I'm so glad you said that, Rob. You know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. He's not a box of chocolates. Nope. You know what I mean? There's no, no. mystery behind what no, he he's, does. He's, he's kicking the
2: door through and like, this is what it is, fellas. Let's go.
3: You know what it is? Wink Martindale is what you call procedural drama. Yeah. You know the formula to all these shows, CSI, Law and Order. You know how it ends. You know how it happens, detectives get
2: involved, and then we're in court. You know what it is. Exactly.
3: We know how this thing ends. Yep. So how haven't the Philadelphia Eagles coaches, most notably the offensive side, Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson, Kevin Petullo, how haven't you guys been able to come up with, I don't know, an answer for when Jalen Hurts is blitzed. I'm having a hard time understanding what their jobs are. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time understanding what, what they've been doing for the we, past
2: three years. All we hear is, you know, the NFL level, these guys live at the facility. They're, you know, they're, they're there 24-7, you know, blah, blah, blah. All, okay, fine. What What is happening during that time? What what are you devising? What's the game plan on both sides of the ball? You can't, you knew what Martindale said Yeah, you, I'm blitzing and he blitzed you and you couldn't handle it. Then the other side of the ball. The same mistakes we've seen all year. Dudes are wide open. Guys are nobody's within the same county of them on a couple of those plays. Uh, Wandale Robinson is basically he set up a lounge chair, a Barker lounger, got a drink, had some chips, and was like, "Oh, hey, Tyrod, I'm right here, man. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, hold so on." The window. Tyrod Taylor
3: was throwing through was throwing to was insane it was the grand
2: canyon and you saw it on the
3: first drive yeah you know our guy, i got em reyes in the live chat says something very interesting that i appreciate him for thank you reyes he says good teams get through tough times well guess what philadelphia thank you reyes i really appreciate you for locking in guess what philadelphia the answer is right here in this statement good teams get through get through tough times but guess what the philadelphia eagles aren't a good team it's you know that's that's reyes doesn't realize he gave us the answer Right. Right. Thank you, Reyes. I really appreciate you, my friend. Thank you.
2: So uh, you're right. They're not a good
3: team. They can't get through these tough times. They cannot get through these tough times under this under this regime, uh, under this leadership. It's over. It's over.
2: Yeah. I'm just shocked. I I am. I'm left and I shouldn't be after the way the week before went against the Cardinals. But but I honestly there was still a glimmer, like a sliver of hope for me that they would realize what's in front of them. Go out there and even if you won and, and Dallas won, that's fine. You put yourself in that spot, but I go out there and play hard. And they didn't play hard. Like I, like to me, I'm sorry, man. There's a there's a lot of things I, I can tolerate. I don't like it, but I'll tolerate it. Like if the Eagles had just lost yesterday and they went balls to the wall and it was forty-one thirty-eight, I I wouldn't have liked it. But yeah. okay, even if it was twenty-one twenty. Yeah. This was absolutely unequivocally a team that just said I'm not really interested in playing this game and and the playoffs start next week and 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 all we're going to hear brace yourself for the next 7 days and the Eagles don't play till Monday. The next 7 days all we're going to hear is everybody's O and O at this point. That's what we're going to hear. Don't take the bait. That's don't. what
3: Darius Slate tweeted. Did you see oh, yeah. Darius tweet? I'm, he he tweeted said O oh, and O baby let's go. What? I know.
2: What? Don't take the bait, man. Don't take it. It, it is. It is the only th- and it's the only thing they have to lean on. It's the only crutch that they have. Is the everybody's O and O at this point. Okay. Don't believe it. Don't believe it when you hear it. I get it. Everybody's O and O at this point. But we've also watched this thing crash and burn at, to the end. And and look, I think Tampa's a bad team, but at least to Tampa's credit, they have closed the season out. In a strong way, Tampa's five and one in their last six. I don't, again, I don't think they're good, but they've won five of their last six, which means right. they showed a pulse. The Eagles haven't shown a pulse. They probably should have lost Christmas. They lost to the Cardinals and they lost to the Giants. This is not the gauntlet. This is not San Francisco and Dallas and at Seattle and blah, blah, freaking blah. This is bad teams that you've lost to.
3: And guess what? People can say all they want. All the Buccaneers are a bad team. They're not good. Hey, listen, they're good enough to beat the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Or, right i put it to you this way. The Philadelphia Eagles are bad enough to lose to them right now. Mm-hmm. I'll put it to you that way. They're, the Eagles are bad enough to lose to the Buccaneers. The Eagles are bad enough to lose to, to the Giants, to the Cardinals. How can we sit here with a straight face? I don't care who's healthy and who's not. We saw all season this team has not been playing up to par, no matter who the opponent was. Did they have moments that gave us cause to celebrate? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. This this season up until 10 and 1, they were, ex- they were exciting still. Yep. You know, they had these moments. They had they gave you this drama, this theater. It was it was fun to talk about, fun to watch, fun to experience. But now now um we're on the receiving end of final cuts at the casting call. Mm-hmm. And we are not in a good place, Philadelphia. We are not going to get the role. We are not going to get the girl at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. We are not going to leave the party with the prom queen. This thing is done.
4: Yeah, It's yeah. done.
3: Players are already booking their off-season plans. This team quit on Nick Sirianni. This, this team is not winning a playoff game. How How can we sit here definitively with
2: confidence well, and I'm, say this team is winning a playoff game, regardless of who they're playing against? Two things jumped out at me yesterday. One before the game, one after the game. The first one before the game, Jay Glazer of Fox Sports, who, who is a legitimate insider, like gets, gets stuff that nobody else gets. So he says, um, before the game this week, A.J. Brown held a team meeting and basically implored the players, no matter what is called by the coaches, buy in and do the best that you can. So two things off of that. One, I commend him for trying. At least he's trying to bring these guys together. Okay. why is
3: it hurts calling these meetings by the way
2: It's a great question so I, I'm when I say this it's not a knock on AJ Brown because I'm giving him props first of all mm-hmm. but the offshoot of that is I understand that we're getting garbage called in but we got to make the best of it guys and maybe that's the same reason why you add liberal play at the end of the Seattle game because we don't believe in what's being sent into us okay so that that was the first part that's part one Part two is after the game, Dallas Goddard, again, trying to do the right thing. He stood up. He wasn't ducking. He answered the questions. Props. But in answering the questions, one of the things he said was, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, we took our foot off the gas after we locked up a playoff spot, which was, what was that, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, whatever? Like, dude, are you serious? Who the hell, the arrogance, and I don't mean him, I mean team, the arrogance, if that's what's, what went on, that you took your foot off the pedal and you weren't as locked in as you should have been to close out the year because you got a playoff spot, who freaking cares you got a playoff spot? This team got to the Super Bowl last year. Your objective is to win the Super Bowl. You're not some team that's begging to get in, that's just happy to get in, like Cleveland or Green Bay or whatever. I heard that, and I'm like, what?
3: Rob, here's the thing. This isn't the NBA where, no matter where you're seated, it doesn't really make a difference. Right, yep. it's the NBA. You get into the playoffs. You know, once you get in, you know it's, it's series on series on series. You have plenty, you have plenty of time to work things out. Right. Yep. This is the NFL playoffs, right? So getting into the playoffs is never just enough. You want that bye. You want home field advantage. All those little intricacies matter in the NFL playoffs. And they took their foot off the gas four weeks ago when they secured the playoff spot. What are, what are you, the
2: Packers? Right. What are you, the Buccaneers you or the just Rams? Happy to be there, man. Is that you're what just happy to him? be there. Or you're are satisfied? We, or you're are you good we? enough? Listen to this. Listen to the arrogance, dude. You're good enough that you can just take your foot off the gas and crank it back up on Monday night against Tampa. Really? You believe that? Oh. I don't. Sorry, I
3: don't. Man. I don't believe. I'm at a point. Listen, Rob. I'm at a point now. I'm at a point now. I don't believe what I hear.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't believe what I see and i'm paying very close attention to what's not being said and Correct. what's not being shown and i look at this team and i don't see fight i don't see effort i don't see commitment to you their know, you don't see? their coaching staff
2: right here right there mm. not not a boob ticker ticker heart i wasn't oh i was going
3: i was i, 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 I Although was going to they see, played like boobs <laughs> i was going to say the letter n i mean uh <laughs> but uh yeah. but, none, but nonetheless though you're right where is um the conviction? Like you said, you sit Fletcher Cox, but you play Kelsey and Artie. There's no in-between. It. it is it or it isn't. Nick Sirianni, you know what it is. like. Maybe, and I never gave him hell for this, but maybe it's time we really start to really take into consideration. Maybe that press conference was a microcosm to how he handles business in his locker room. How he handles business, right? He's a bumbling Mumbling fool who has no answers and can't do anything in a high pressure, high leverage situation.
2: I I think what you real it's a great point. I think what you ask yourself now is was that team so superbly talented last year that they were gonna overcome any type of coaching? Like they they were at such a such a, a disparity of talent compared to other teams other than the Chiefs that it didn't matter who that you who you played. These guys were going to overcome it, and and that's part one. And part two, you obviously had a really smart offensive coordinator in Steichen. And
3: And you had an easy schedule. That's three. You had the easiest schedule in the NFL, one of the easiest paths to the Super Bowl.
2: Yes, and for all the people who want to hate Gannon, he's a thousand times better than this crap that they've rolled out with Desai and Patricia. Okay, So you had better helpers, right? You had an easier schedule. You had more talent. And now we're seeing when everything isn't lined up, pretty perfect Perfectly. for you. What's happening? And to, to, you even started the season ten and one still, so you still were on a
3: you still were on somewhat solid mm-hmm. ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm considering this. You tell me if you feel differently. I think I think this is an all time collapse. This is an all time collapse. Oh, you know, you know, like th- this this rival this rivals, um. Those you know those years where they lost to the Panthers in the playoffs or the Buccaneers like this, this I mean this is worse. Yet, th- at least they got day. to
2: they got to an NFC Championship game. Those teams very good let, point. Very good let point. Me put it in perspective here. All right, so they're the first team ever to start ten and one and not win twelve games. First team ever to do that. They're the first team since nineteen eighty six to start ten and one or better and only finish with eleven wins. That's the eighty six Jets We're the only other team. Like this is. This is historical, not just for the Eagles. This is league-wide historical collapse. They Man, are historically the, bad. The other part is again, you didn't, you haven't closed the season out against juggernauts. You've lost to the card. You barely won on Christmas against the Giants. You lost to the Cardinals, and you lost to the Giants to close out your year. That's how you closed out your your season. So it's like, I- I'll maybe buy the excuse. That you're playing the Niners or the Cowboys or somebody else really good, maybe I'll buy that. But you're not, and and the other thing is, the comparison between the earlier in the season Eagles and this one, they're totally different teams. It might as well be different seasons. That's how different it is. Like like later, we'll talk about the Bucks, dude. When they played the Bucks, that was that was that might as well have been 30 years ago. That game against the Bucks.
3: A tale of two seasons. That's exactly what it feels like. Um, here's the thing, right? You know, we talked about the talent from last year, and you know, you know, there are talented offense. Here is the thing: when there, there is a gift and curse to talent, to having talent when you are a head coach, right? Obviously, they make what they make whatever you call out there look good. Yeah, they make they make everything look good, right? But also, when you are not calling a good game or not having a good stretch in play calling or game planning or preparation or whatever, or, or 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 the message is not landing. When you have talented guys in the building, when you have veterans who've won before, who know what it looks like, who knows what it sounds like to hear winning culture, winning speech, mm-hmm. they can sniff out a fake. They can sniff out a fraud. They can sniff out they can sniff out someone who's really yeah. not built. Agreed. How they portray themselves to be. Yep. They've sniffed out Nick Sirianni. They've sniffed him out. In the in the and yesterday, those players have quit on him, so they can. Play the PC game all they want. They have a job to do. They have a parents to keep up. Keep yep. up. You know they have to be professionals at the end of the day. But if I was to pull each and every one of those players, especially on the offensive side, and ask them, describe Nick Sirianni in one word, they would probably say disjointed.
2: Yeah, you know what they'll say. If you you give them truths here, okay, they would say nice guy. And then my nice follow guy. up, yeah, my follow up would be Okay, he's a nice guy. Do you respect the way that you're being prepared by him? Do you feel like he has answers to fix things that are issues?
3: And you know what and, they would say? They'll say, I mean, he cares. No, 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 that's not what I asked you though. Correct. Everyone cares about their job. Mm-hmm. Is he the man that you trust to lead you uh to lead you through the tough times, through the yes. war time? Not yeah. just when it's peacetime. Do you yeah. trust him to have the answers when things are going
2: left? Yeah, and I bet, I bet my bottom dollar, they all will say no. Same here, and so that's that's the issue. I don't like. It's all well and good that they like him as a guy and he'll have their back and all that. That's great, but I, I when t- in times of trouble, you need someone who's got a plan to be able to get you out of a situation. And I don't feel like they feel like. And and let me also just say this: I'm not excusing them either. Like, dude, where's your heart? Oh no, no, we're gonna we have, we yeah, have a yeah, full show to flush this out. Yeah, we'll you know get into I mean? that. But but just know, just know, just people, we're not. This is not just a coach issue. This is a player issue too, where guys aren't giving their maximum effort, in my opinion. But I think Tone, they would say we like him. but you know what? At the end of the day, I don't think we're buying into what he's what he's what he's preaching. We don't
3: we right don't
4: think the answer. And
3: and and also before we before we uh, go go to break, Jalen Hurts has to wear this. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, the franchise quarterback Philadelphia, as much as I love Jalen Hurts, he has to wear this just as much as everyone else in the building. Without a question. Because although numerically, he did not have a bad season, when you look at the other numerics, such as the turnovers, bad season. They overshadow a lot of the great things he's done. So, on top of that, he has not still still been able to respond well enough to the blitz to be productive correct typically in a blitz they send more guys at the quarterback than guys that are in coverage yes you mean to tell me you can't find nobody open no off the blitz you mean to tell me you can't sense or or tell where the blitz is coming from
2: typically wherever the blitz is coming from that's where the open guy is correct it's a hot read
3: yeah
4: so let's
2: let's do that let's dig into the offense when we come back all right we're going to start with Jalen Hurts and in the r word which we're all afraid everybody's afraid you know what he's regressed and whether that's coaching whether that's him whether it's a combination of both whatever let's get into it we'll get into that when we come back we're going to do the defense We'll look at Tampa. We'll look at all the playoff matchups. A lot of firings today. The Turk came for some people today. Uh, That's for sure. All right, let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. We might need some Bravo to get us through this day. Uh, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Thrilled that they are a sponsor of the show, the channel. Uh, Been going there since I was a kid. They've been family-owned since 1985. You got Alex and the great crew there seven days a week. They have all different kinds of pizza daily. 20 different styles, in fact. They have slices to go. They have the you name it. They'll make it specialized your way. But it's not just pizza. It's fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call, 610. 610- 446 3810 610 446 3810. Bravo
5: Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street. And uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget.
8: Gles Eagles.
2: All right, welcome back, friends. Rob Ellis, Tone to Shields, hanging with you on this Monday. Hope you're doing well out there, everybody. All right, so uh, Tone, we 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 teased it before we went to break, and uh, and let's dig back into the Eagles and what's going on with them as they close the season, eleven and six. They lose five of their last six. Uh and then we know who they have Monday night. It'll it'll be the Tampa Bay Bucks. And of course they get the Monday night game. Of course they don't. Yep. All Thanks. right. Anyway, that's my own little, little 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 uh editorial. You're muted, you're muted, Tom. damn. I pulled a D gun. I know you um, did. It's right. Shout
3: out to our guy D gun, man. Hope all's well with him. Yeah. Um I'm so upset we got the Monday night game. That means everyone's gonna be watching that ass open. <laughs> I'm so mad. Yes. I'm so yes. mad. It's the mm-hmm. only
2: game on Monday, right? Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah. We gotta wait an extra day to get to this. Yep. yep. Not only all do we right, gotta David. wait
3: an extra day, all eyes are gonna be on the Philadelphia Eagles collapsing in Tampa correct. Bay. It's it's almost, correct. it's almost. Uh, what's the word? I'm it's fitting. For? It's uh, it's it's poetic. Yeah. It's Poetic. Nick Sirianni's first playoff loss with mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles took place in Tampa Bay, and his last. Player well, his first playoff game took place in Tampa Bay, and his All last right, so, playoff well, game let's go there. Want to take place in Tampa Bay. It's
2: poetic. Are you convinced that he's gone?
3: Yes, I'm convinced.
2: See, they, I'm not I'm not convinced, but go ahead. Tell yeah, me
3: why. I guess the reason I'm convinced is because you can't deny what you see from the players, right? And can you are you are you are you willing? And this is and this is where we have to really play cat and mouse with Nick Sirianni and Jeffrey Lurie's Um, philosophy and their mindset and how they're feeling, right? Are they truly willing to roll the dice and bet on Nick Sirianni for another season? If they have any awareness, they'll see that this team is not responding to him. That's not going to change over an offseason, that's not going to change into a new season. Are you ready and willing to risk another season under Nick Sirianni, especially when that contract kicks in? Yeah, with Jalen Hurts, are you ready? To take that risk, are you willing to risk the development of your quarterback under Nick Sirianni's watch, knowing how this team has responded to him over the past several weeks, knowing that he has he has had no answers for any struggle that his team has faced? Right, he has had no answer. And again, this is a I don't want us to get lost that the players got to wear a lot of this. We're going to talk about that. Trust me, you guys. But the question is, is Nick Sirianni safe? No. He's not safe at all. This team has Super Bowl aspirations. Super Bowl, not just make the playoffs, not NFC. Not, you know, they had they were in the Super Bowl last year, and this was the output or the product we get at this point in the season. He's not built to coach this team. Mm-hmm. It's it's clear. It's clear. And also, by the way, Eagles fans, because I believe Nick Sierrani's job on job was on the line. And likely they might, they may have a new coaching staff. I think, I think Jason Kelsey retires. I think um, Brandon Graham retires. I think, uh, I think, I still think Fletcher Cox should be brought back, but who knows if he'll want to come back, depending on what they what the vision is. I just have a hard time believing these aging veterans will, are, will be willing to stand the test of time through a new coaching regime. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that. So, um Nick, uh, I don't think Nick Sierra his job is safe at all. I think he, especially, especially if they lose his playoff game, I think he's as good as going. I think he's as good as going, Rob. I don't see them rolling the dice and risking. He has to have, you know, I put you this way, right? And kind of go, it's kind of similar to Doug's situation in this regard. Remember, they had a meeting with Doug and they wanted to see where his mind was. Mm-hmm. And if everything aligned, he'll be back. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna have a meeting with Nick around and they're gonna hiss to what he has to say. And if he doesn't say the right thing, it's uh, he—he's—he's he's gone.
2: Okay, all right. I—I—I well, I, I think everything you say makes perfect sense. Let me just start there. Um, here's where I'm at with it. I think right now it's TBD. I—I I think if they go out and it looks Monday like it's looked for the last six weeks, then yes, think there's a good chance he's gone. I think if they win. Or they lose a game that's close, which they shouldn't. They're favorites, by the way. Somehow, some way, they're which one and a about, half
3: point favorites. It's it tells you how even... bad
2: Tampa is. But I know it's not even anything. But it's still it tells you how bad Tampa is that they're. Even... I'm, will,
3: I'm willing to argue that that's how that's, that that line is showing how bad Philadelphia is.
2: Yeah, but I'm, even, I'm willing to argue that at Tampa that the Eagles are, are as as hot garbage as they are. They, I hear you. I hear you. Um, all right. So I think he still has a chance. I think getting to the playoffs, getting to a Super Bowl, getting to the playoffs probably saves him should it that's a whole different matter but I think it's a a bad I think it's a bad look from a from an NFL and future coaching perspective to say damn they just fired a guy who went to the playoffs got to a Super Bowl the year before got to the playoffs and they fired him what does that say for me if I'm going there like I think it's a bad look That that said here's the thing. This. Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman are, um, I don't think they're impulsive necessarily in a bad way. Like, I don't think they're knee-jerk or impulsive, but they are a sense of urgency group. And if they don't like what they're seeing, they won't hesitate to make changes. So he's not what you would call safe. I think that a lot rides on this game. I don't think it's whatever happens in this game, he's safe or whatever happens, he's fired. I think I think a lot rides on this game. Like, I think he has to, if this team continues to just not show up for him, the one thing he had going for himself was is he was a connector. He was an emotional connector to them. If the, he doesn't have that, he doesn't have the X and O acumen and that, that's my that point. Sean McVeigh has or somebody like that. So he that's gone then. Like he's gone if he doesn't that, connect that way. That's what I'm
3: saying, right? He's had several weeks to connect with these yeah. guys and get the message through. His one superpower is no longer effective, right? So that begs the question: What value does he provide instead of clapping or mm-hmm. cheerleading? Shout out to my man Dan Silio and uh, Angelo uh, Cataldi, right? The, the, they call him the ultimate cheerleader. You know what I'm saying? If if his if his one superpower is no longer effective, right. what value does he provide? Because I, he,
2: again, I'll 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 go the I'll go the McVeigh route one more time. so they had a down year last year right they they had pushed all their chips in they they didn't have any draft picks they've got they won their super bowl and it was kind of like they're gonna be awful for the next five years that dude figures out a way to maximize puka nakua to maximize cooper cup to maximize an older banged up stafford to get the most out of his team because he's a brilliant x and o his rookie running back made the pro bowl kyron williams so he gets the most out of it. He he is going to scheme you to death if you're another team. Doesn't mean he's always going to win every game, but he's going to get everything he's got out of those guys from a talent standpoint, from a fooling you standpoint. And now that Steichen isn't here to kind of clean up the mess, you know, there's nobody there to, to 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 catch him to catch Nick on what he's putting together.
3: Here's the thing, right? There see, there are two kinds of coaches. There's coaches that when they get I'll put it this way: there, are, there are coaches. When they get new toys, they get excited. They sh- they start thinking about, uh ah, what can I do to maximize this thing? Oh, I, I got I got this guy. I got Cooper Cut, Puka Nakua. I got this young kid, Kyrie Williams. Okay, what can I do? Oh, maybe if I move him here. Maybe if I do this. Maybe I do. This. They they start they start playing yeah. Battleship with themselves. They start yeah. you know you know uh they start getting super geeky. With right. this, you know, with these pieces they have, right? Mm-hmm. That's one coach, mm-hmm. and then you have some coach that when they get talent, they say, all right, okay." So I can just kind of, just kind of flow through this thing. All right, okay. I got AJ Brown, I got uh, Devontae Smith, uh, Jalen Hurts, um, DeAndre DeAndre Swift. Okay, all right. Talent at the end of the day is going to make this thing work. All right, we know, we trust these guys to win their matchups nine times out of ten. Yo, yeah. That's my problem with Nick yes. Sirianni and, and, and his staff. Right, they don't get they don't get, they don't get geeked about the toys they have and want to start you know getting creative and and whatnot. They just say, okay, all right, we got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard, mm-hmm. go win. Mm-hmm. That's putting so much pressure on your players. So much pressure on your place to win every single matchup, and sometimes that's not going to be the case. You know, as a coach, your job is to exploit. The, as a coach, your job is to game plan and exploit the weaknesses of the opposing side of the ball that you focus on. Yeah, and I haven't seen that now one time. I can't think of one game or matchup where I've seen the Philadelphia Eagles this season or consistently, rather, exploit the opponent's weakness or respond to their weakness being exploited.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You feel what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, exactly you know, and. I agree. You know, um, as much time as we have left in the show, I do not want to take the eyes off of the offense as a from a personnel right. standpoint. Um,
2: no, let's go there.
3: Let's J- go. J- 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 Jalen Hurts and you know AJ Brown got hurt, but you fumble. Like, come on, man. Um, DeAndre Swift was sick, so he didn't play. Um, it's 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 like. I got to I got to start the quarterback position. I got to start the quarterback position. Well, let's go. there. All
2: right. So let's go there, Tom. So uh, yesterday, now this is again, he played most, most of the first half, seven of 16, 55 yards, zero touchdowns, another interception, a 26.8 passer rating, bringing his turnover total to 15 interceptions and four fumbles on the season. And his answer, slash their answer to a blitz, which you knew Wink Martindale was going to do. He knew as we talked about in the first segment, he's he's not trying to hide what he what he does, is to roll to your right, which we saw two years ago all the time. He does it every time when he's pressured. He rolls to his right, it's incredible. Or, or, or they or they force him to roll left. Yeah, but he, he wants to always go right. And then it's fade, 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 throw it away or get sacked. It's mm-hmm. not here comes so and so. I got a hot read. I'm going to connect with them right away. That's never there. That's what other teams seem to do uh, when they get blitzed. Uh, There's no denying. Tone, I'll I'll just tell you right now. Even even if you want to put the blitz aside for a minute, if you look at his numbers, Jalen's numbers this year compared to last year. Now, keep in mind, he played all 17 games this year, and last year he missed a couple of games with that shoulder. But, Tone. went from a 101.5 to an 89.1. Okay. It's a massive, massive disparity. Massive he's disparity. He's, he's regressed.
3: regressed. And and we have to be comfortable saying that, Philadelphia. Yep. He he's regressed. But it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's not, it's he's not he, he is not a hole he can't get out of. Like it's he's regressed. He yep. had a down season.
2: Yeah, it's, it's not Carson Wentz fall off a cliff. It's not yeah. Carson Wentz. I'm not listening to anybody. I got it. I have all the answers. Yeah. The
3: problem is, you know, oh, I'm so glad you said that. You just put us teed me up. It's not Carson Wentz. He's not listening to anybody, all that kind of stuff, kind of going rogue. We're, we're dealing with two different spectrums of quarterback, right? Carson Wentz, the rogue agent, and Jalen Hurts, the company man, the guy who's going to listen to his coaches unequivocally and not question and rock the boat versus Carson once a guy who was hard-headed and mm-hmm. pretty much really didn't take the coaching. Mm-hmm. That's you have to have a balance in that, right? No one's telling you to go rogue and just always be a contrarian to your coaches, but you have to challenge their convictions, challenge mm-hmm. their thought process and make sure they believe what they're telling you. Make sure whatever they're telling you um makes sense and it can be app uh, it can be apl- uh, applicable for the extended part of a season. And when it's no longer useful, do you have the answers, right? Jalen Hurts has been trying so hard to just roll with the punches, trust his coaches, trust what's going on, and look and, and look what we have. We have 19 interceptions. We, I mean, sorry, we have 19 turnovers on the season. We have 15 11, interceptions. Yeah. We have uh, 15, 15 interceptions, four fumbles. Uh, we have an 11 and 11 and 6 team record uh, for the 2023 season. We have um, uh, one. When out of six weeks of football, uh, you were the number one seed and had a two game lead on everyone at 10 and one. And then you fumbled it. And not only did you fumble the number one seed, you fumbled the bag with the division when the Cowboys gave it to you a couple weeks ago, gave it to you. Yep. So Jalen Hurts, it's this you're getting the bag now, my friend. Mm -hmm. You're getting the bag now. You you're 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 the 50 million dollar quarterback. You had to demand excellence from the people around you, because I know he demands it from himself. Here's the thing about here's the thing about Jalen Hurts. When I talk about Jalen Hurts, right? When I talk about him, I'm not questioning his work ethic. I'm not questioning his preparation. I'm not questioning his leadership. I'm not even questioning him as a man. I'm, I'm not even questioning his talent. I'm questioning his desire to hold his coaches. And the people around him accountable. Because when you when, when when you're too loud in the room sometimes, or when you rock the boat too much, you can lose people, or or you can appear as um someone who's not coachable. And I know he doesn't want to appear that way. <clears throat> so I respect what he's doing, but at the same time, this isn't a situation where you're going to appear uncoachable. This coaching staff is unteachable, or they can't teach. However, I don't know if I ever said that right. They, they, they can't get the message across. So I don't know if this is one of those situations where when Jalen Hurts said, "Look, I'm going to roll with the punches and I'm going to make sure they know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure the people, the people realize that, hey, I'm doing exactly what they tell me to do." Versus him asking for all these changes, these wholesale changes. Then when he when he gets them, things don't happen. I think, and this is me playing conspiracy theorist now. I think Jalen Hurts was willing to sacrifice this season, not even this season, but willing to sacrifice whatever they said, whatever they sacrificed. I'm, I'm, I'm betting he, he's he will he was willing to sacrifice everything to get Nick Sirianni at that building. You know, he, everything that Nick Sirianni is and he's shown us this season is all him, and I think Jalen Hurts rolled with those punches because he is looking at it like, I want y'all to know. This is Nick Sirianni's offense. I'm doing what he's telling me to do, and this is why we're not successful.
2: Yeah, I mean, I look. I think it's, um, I think it's coaching. I think it's Jalen himself. Um, there are things that he's got to improve here. It's just bad. I mean, you look at it. Absolutely. As a team, they had four more turnovers last year, right? I mean, last yesterday, excuse me. They're they're now. They finished the season at a minus ten turnover differential. Mm. They're minus thirteen since week five. Usually, when you're in those kind of numbers, like a minus ten category, you're like a three-win team. Usually, usually that's the way it plays out. Um mm-hmm. uh, They, I, I'll go again. I'll run through their drives in the first half when they, when, when they were trying, punt, fumble, turnover on downs, punt, punt, interception, interception, uh, ran out of time at that point. Mariota's in. That's a team that's utterly unprepared for a garbage Giants team. They stink. You they can, can't. You can't prepare. For the New York Giants or the Arizona
3: Cardinals. See, when teams are that bad, you pretty much know what their calling card is because they, they're limited. You right. knew coming into this game, Wing Martindale was going to blitz that quarterback. You knew. Yeah. It, they they, they played Wing Martindale. Wing Martindale's been the, the DC in New York for how long? Since Stable since got there. So two years, I guess. Two, so two years. And you 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 had you've had three yeah you had, you had three actually four you've had four prior matchups against Wink Martindale prior to yesterday you had you had the three from last season because you played him in the playoffs so yes. you had a three you had three from last season and you had the one earlier this year or a couple weeks ago rather. And you mean to tell me you had no answer for what he's for what he's throwing at you? Wing Martindale was not throwing complex things at you. He's just blitzing a different guy every time. He's just blitzing. That's all he's doing. I'm looking at I'm looking at Wing Martindale's defense, and I know where the blitz is coming from. I, I like I'm seeing the defenders tell like I, I'm seeing it. I'm like it's so clear where the blitz is coming from. And Chandler Hurts can't find an open guy if there is one. Um, Nick Sirianni can't scheme or do whatever, or, or whatever it may be the offensive line or eat, or even if there is max protection, right. They can't block Um, Rashad. Penny can't block to save his life. You know what I'm saying? That's why well, he came every,
2: everybody thought I want Penny in there. Okay. He can't play. Rashad. Penny yeah. can't play anymore.
3: Listen, it's the reason his last name is Penny he ain't worth a damn. Yeah. So look, like I said, um, Whatever answers they thought they had yesterday,
2: failure. Well, Failure. Explain this to me. You already don't have Devontae Smith. A.J. leaves early. Dallas Goddard gets three targets, one catch for four yards. What's going on here, man? Would, he, there's one of two things happening. Either Dallas Goddard forgot how to get open in the NFL <laughs> at the age of 28 or 29. And,
3: and I ain't buying that.
2: Or you have no idea what how to utilize this guy. Again, I, 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 like, isn't, I, I, am I missing something that if you don't have your two best receivers, you're going to go to your third best receiver, who is Dallas Goddard. That's what he is. I, mean, he, I, I know he's a tight end, but he's your third best receiver.
3: Yet they forced the ball to Quez Watkins, oh, uh, forced it to Julio Jones. It's it's insane. Like As a matter of fact, let me make sure I'm not. Unjustly killing Julio Jones because how many targets did he have in that game?
4: Julio, Julio,
3: he only had four targets. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Quez Watkins had 11 targets. The next closest guy was Brenton Covey with five. And then Olamide, Zacchaeus had four. I Mm -hmm. felt I would have felt better throwing the ball to Olamide than Quez Watkins. Uh, Yeah. Dallas Goddard,
2: three targets, one catch, four yards. What I just, are we doing? I, I don't know. I don't know. Let me give you a couple updates uh, from Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. Jalen Hurts x-rays uh, negative on that finger, on the middle finger on his throwing hand. Uh, he dislocated it. There's no break. Um, that's good news. And this is actually where the extra day helps, you know, let that heal a little bit. I, I know. I, I get it. I know. Ultimately, I don't think anything's going to make any difference. I'm just saying from a health perspective, that's good. Uh, the, the other thing is, and we're, we're going to get into everything that went down today and last night, a lot of firings. And one of them was Ron Rivera. Um, but the, what the, with the commanders are doing is kind of interesting. So they hired Bob Myers who ran the, the Warriors for years and was a phenomenal executive. And they hired Rick Spielman who ran Minnesota for a long time in the NFL, on the NFL side. But anyway, they hired those guys and they're going all guns a blazing. And one of the people that they want permission to speak with is Alec Hallaby, who is, uh, you know, one of the Eagles uh, analytics guys. They want to talk to him about, you know, director of, you know, player operations, whatever title. But anyway, I'm just I'm just passing along news as we get it here. So jump back in with your point with uh, with what's going on with the birds.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all is all rather self-explanatory. You know, I'm looking at. You know, some, you know, some of the chat and some people are kind of, you know, caping for Quez and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, OK, whatever, like Quez walkers. All right. Down that hill if you got if you guys want. Um, but overall, this team is lost. Um, I'm sorry, Eagles fans, but they're not winning a playoff game this year. Um, even even if they do, what's the ceiling on this team? Really? The ceiling is they're glued to it. The ceiling has already been reached. This deep they, they can't defend Tyrod Taylor. They can't defend Wendell. What's the receiver? Wendell Robinson or Wendell? Yeah, Wendell, Wendell, W-A-N-D-A-L-E. Like, yep. But 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 we think they're going to go into Tampa and cover Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah. We 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 yeah, Darius is coming back. And and you know what I'm saying? James Bradbury and Devontae uh-huh. Maddox and uh-huh. Kevin Byard and, you know, re-ebuckers dealing with a hamstring or a groin. He might yeah. not even play because that's an unpredictable yeah. injury. You know, if, that's a day-by-day thing. Mm-hmm. Sydney Brown, probably a torn ACL unless it's already been reported. And, like, this is, th- 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 this thing is already baked in. We just gotta, <laughs> we just gotta go through hell. That's all it is. It's already baked in. It's already, it's already been written in stone.
2: Yeah. It's done. I, it's hard to fathom you know what is happening here and how it's how it's played out. It really is. It's very hard to figure this thing out and and to see it go up in flames like this, man. It is really, really. Which is why it's hard for me to look at the coaching staff and look at Xirani and say,
3: how can he come? It, like this wasn't just like a bad loss in the
2: playoffs or whatever. Like this this has been a buildup, a slow crow. It's a slow motion crowd. Like you're on. You're on, you know, ninety-five, and 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 you're rubbernecking, and looking at this 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 car crash, and you're like, "Damn!" But it's it, it unfolded in like slow motion, like it didn't just happen. This if this was one game, all right, whatever. It's been way more than that, and it's trended the wrong way for a long time.
3: This season has been what I will call the final destination. Yeah. Have you ever seen those movies, Final Destination? Oh yeah, yeah. And we see how those things typically go, right? Yep. You know, one person has a premonition about what's going to happen or the yeah. next person's death. Yeah. And they and they do whatever they can to stop it. Yet, to it's a, stop it. Yet, yeah. It's a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. No matter what they try to do to knock that person off that path to their yep. demise. Oh, you, all you did, all you've done is lead them to another path to their demise. This is what it's been like all season. We've known the outcome, but we didn't want to believe it. Yeah. And we've been trying to divert and pivot. And be okay with what we've been seeing and try to change the narrative and try to say, oh, they're resilient. They're this, they're that. When in reality, this has been a slow death. This has been a slow burn. We've been seeing, you know, in those scenes where you might see the little water drop fall in an electrical wire.
9: Yeah.
3: You see the spark and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden yep. it leads to a light blowing out. And then the light blowing out all of a sudden leads to the person being in the dark and they can't see. And then that person in the dark can't see trips over a fire truck. A, a, <laughs> Trips over their kids' toys, and all of a sudden yeah. they hit their all of a sudden they hit their damn head on the, on the on the damn countertop. Like it's this has been a chain reaction of losing. This yeah. has been a trickle down effect. This thing is this thing has been a foregone final destination
2: for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. We're just the last ones to find out. All right, let's come back. And you think the offense was bad? Hold my beer. Let's talk about the defense, which is an absolute sieve. So we will dive into the defense when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis, Sports Take on this Monday. We're picking up the pieces, folks. All right, let me tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances is critical. And I can tell you from personal experience, it took me a long time to find the right person. And Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group are the right people, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can assist you with. I personally have entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610 996 4751. 610 996 4751. You could email him as well, Murray, M U R R A Y, dot Jim at principal That's Murray Jim at principal
10: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit
1: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News, search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
8: E-A-G-L-E-X, Eagles.
2: We are back. That is Tone. I am Rob. We are Sports Take. Big Get everybody hanging out with us let's hit the like button if we could friends uh that would be kind of you uh, hey rob go- yes you sir. know it's
3: you know it's crazy man you know every now and again what i like to do i like to um you know during the breaks i like to go through the live chat check the temperature to people you know maybe see some talking points here and there because we got a lot of people in the chat who bring up a lot of great points right sure um one of our guys here at Daz, he says uh i feel like old yellow right now waiting to get put down that's a hell of a point, Daz, because that's how I feel too. Mm-hmm. I feel like this team, I feel like this team is just walking this, walking us down that green mile. <laughs> and, it, and it's only a matter of time before this thing comes to an end. Like I said in the last segment, this is our final destination.
2: Yeah. No, listen, hard to argue. Um, and the problem is now you look at it and you have questions about the coach. You were you wonder why the quarterback has regressed. You look at an old secondary, at least at the corner position. You look at a linebacker crew that really has no business starting in the NFL. You look at a defensive line that for no apparent reason has really let them down. In the run game, And they were over 100 yards again yesterday rushing. And in the pass game, once again, your edge pass rushers don't get a sack. You look at two assistant coaches, two coordinators, who looked like they 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 couldn't coach their way out of a paper bag? You question everything, and let let you know. Howie Roseman uh, decided that Denard Wilson wasn't the answer as the defensive coordinator, and they brought in Sean DeSai, who you didn't have enough faith in to even get through the season, and you turn to Matt Patricia, who's made it worse. Uh, you, there's everything has to be questioned right now. That's the problem. It's not one thing. It's not like oh they have a great offense, but their defense stinks. Mm-hmm. And the head coach is is just doing, you know, working wonders. No, everything is in question right now with this team. Um, you know, and, and, and look no further than the defense. So let's start there. So they decide prior to the Seattle game that they're going to bounce Sean Desai or whatever. I know he's still there before everybody starts jumping on that. I know he's still here, but we know, you know what I mean? Matt Patricia takes this thing over. They have been markedly worse, at least with Desai. I'll give him this much. He did a really good job against... Miami he did a really good job against Kansas City he against did a really good job, yeah first time against Dallas uh and, and a couple other games as well now did they start losing badly to Seattle and Dallas sure but they pulled the plug on him, and since then the Eagles have lost to Drew Locke who went 92 yards on you without any timeouts they have lost to Kyler Murray they have lost to Tyrod Taylor uh, among others Almost lost to Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor on Christmas. So they're worse, and they look worse. And and they start yesterday, Tone, dropping Hassan Redick twice into coverage. They have no idea what they're doing. They are not playing to the players' strengths. They are – Matt Patricia is a square peg, round hole guy.
3: It's, exactly, it's exactly, exactly, and yeah. you, were, you were quite honest. See, if you were going to make the change, you should have made the change – over the bye week, so at least that gives you time to install some things. If you were that, this because didn't a report come out saying they they already were? This is already trickling down the line. They had at, made up
2: their mind that they were going to do it out of the bye. So if that's if you so made if, up your mind, do it. So you should have you should have made it then,
3: so that way you have time to acclimate this thing or or somehow settle this settle this thing down. Yeah, but you decided to cut part ways with them after the Cowboys game. Knowing damn well he went up against two of the hardest defenses or two of the hardest um, uh, matchups, and that was the that was the deciding the factor games. for it, right, exactly. Yeah. It was they sandbagged him, yeah. They sandbagged him, they made their mind up already, but they wanted it, they wanted it to look so bad so we can so we can sit here as fans and say, Yeah, it makes sense, right? And we took the bait for a second, and but the fact of the matter is you were better served keeping Sean the side, and that way you're not confusing your players. Mm-hmm. The terminology is still the same. At the very least, you can expect Sean Desai to try to put guys where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And then whatever happens, happens. I would have much rather died on my sword that way. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. now you have a situation where Matt Patricia clearly has no answers for this team. Um, I signed Reddick basically came out and said it and said, Look, and you know, this is, um, it's, it's, it's really hard to do. You know, it's really, it's, it's, it's really tough for everybody right now. You know, just going through this transition. You know, this, this 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 was an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. And you or, you know, in the first segment, you I think you said something along the lines of um you don't really consider uh Jeffrey Lurie and um Harry Roseman to be you know knee jerk reaction kind of guys. Um they proved that they were this season. They yeah, proved- with
2: that that's a desperate move that looks awful in hindsight.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um where do they go on defense from here? This is gonna. This defense needs an overhaul completely. They need to get younger. They need to get faster, more athletic. Um, where's the the defensive effort? The defensive uh, intentionality? Like it, it? It just seemed like like Tyrod Taylor threw for 300 yards yesterday, 297 to be exact. Exactly. I'm, I'm rounding up. Mm-hmm. Hey, you let Tyron Taylor throw for 300 yards. Yeah. Uh, Giants offense put up over 400 yards in total offense on you. They dominated you at the point of attack. They dominated you um, at the catch point. Uh, They dominated you in every way possible. Mm -hmm. And this defense can't stop a nosebleed. Right? They can't they can't stop a bus if they they can't wave down a bus. They can't even stop a bus if they miss it. They're late, like they they they're are pulling. so bad. They're pulling
2: on. they stops coming up and they're yanking on the cord. Right, and the they bus are, driver's just like woo. Yeah, oh, they're baby. that bad. <laughs> they are that bad. Yeah. Wow, I've, I've I've ridden the bus in a long time. Wow, oh, it's fun. Let me Yo, tell you, that is hilarious. Man. Every day to Temple, it was a bus, right. the, the bus, and then and then, and then the, the old the yellow the
3: old set the yellow cord. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, my God, man. Yeah, That's baby. crazy. This, yep. this, this team is bad. This defense is bad, man. They're so bad. All you can do is let. Uh, look, agreed, man. And, and you, there's look, there's a couple other things. that, that So l- l- let's go here. What has happened to the vaunted pass rush? So you go another game without your edge rushers getting a sack. I think it's been seven games now for Sweat, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Whoever else, Nolan Smith, who's been a ghost, you know, I, uh, do nothing. Tone, I'm telling you, man. If you told me before the, if you told me before the game, or you told me right now, that uh, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis were inactive, um, Nolan Smith was inactive, Josh Sweat was inactive. I would believe you. I would have believed you. They actually right. played in that game.
3: Right. They were better off, like, again, and this is hindsight, because you and I agreed that they should play the starters. Yeah. But if you were going to give this kind of effort, you were better off sitting these guys. Correct. Right? You were yeah. better off sitting these guys. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And the way the Cowboys beat the Commanders, we would have been like, okay, you kind of had foresight. You you, you, you you saw that game coming. You saw that game playing out the way it did. So, you yeah. know, we're not going to kill you. Right? They beat them, what, 35-10, whatever it was. So yeah. Um, can't, I I wouldn't even be able to kill him for that, but you played everybody. And that was the, the outing we had, the final game of the season, playing for the division, even though the Cowboys didn't win the game, but you still had a chance at the division. That's the effort you gave out. That's how, that's why I can not sit here and say, or that's why I can sit here and say with confidence that they gave up on Nick Sirianni. They gave up on him. They had something to play for, and that's what they gave you.
2: How can we sit here with a straight face and say they didn't give up on that coach? How can no, we say that? That that had every earmark uh, of a team that had just packed it in. And your linebacker core sucks. Linebacker yeah, they, core is awful. The defensive line has been awful
3: the past several weeks. Yeah. Um, your your corners. Awful safety is awful. The no effort, no fire, no heart, no accountability. It's just awful. Everybody is everybody is running solo dolo out there. Yeah. Everybody is doing their own thing. Nothing is complimentary. Nothing is working. That's I, I saw from the first drop from the very first drop. When I saw that window that Tyra Taylor threw on his first pass, I'm like, Oh, yeah. this game's over. That's all it took. This game was so bad, Rob. I, I you know, I said you know what? I'm gonna get early, I'm gonna get an early start on dinner. I made dinner yesterday. I made some uh I made some uh, some you know some uh, some chicken wings in the air fryer. Oh yeah, you know, made oh, some yeah. you know, made some broccoli, you know, some rice, you know what I mean. Uh, what else? What else did I do? I made I prepared myself a lunch, you know, while the <laughs> game's on. I you, did- you you did your whole week, you have your listen, whole week done. Yeah. Listen, the game was so bad, Rob. I didn't even watch it on my TV. I had it on my phone just in the background.
2: Oh my god. Come on, man.
4: Yeah, man. Come on. It's uh, not- well-
2: this, this this shit is un, un, unsavory. <laughs> unsavory. Um, all right. So here, here, let me give you. I don't even know if I want to do this to you. I, I, all right. So um, keep in mind, right? This is a team that had seventy sacks last year. Seventy. Um, this year, tone they they have just fallen to pieces, man. In, in terms of points allowed, you realize they 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 um, they rank thirtieth in points allowed. The only teams worse are the Cardinals and the Commanders. The the Carolina Panthers gave up less points per game this year during the regular season than the Philadelphia Eagles did. Carolina Panthers. Okay. That's how bad it has gotten. So the Eagles um, versus the pass last year, Tone, were number one in the NFL. They were the best team. They're 31st this year. They give up 252. There's only one team worse, and it's the Washington Commanders in terms of points allowed. Okay, (laughs) This is how far they've fallen, the the, the depths of this. So they went from 70 sacks to 43 sacks, 27 27 less sacks um, for the Eagles this year. That's not just a, a little bit of a decline that you're going to get sometimes when you're coming off a Super Bowl and you lose some people. You're going to have a little bit of a fall off.
3: And look, here's the thing, right? Um, the league leader in sack was the Ravens with 60, right? Yeah. And the Eagles had, what, 70-plus last year or something like that? 70 on the nose. Yeah, 70 ra- on the nose. Regular is, season. Is that just, That's just regular season, right? Yep. They had 70. So 70 is clearly a hard number to reach, right? But the But the season high or the league high was 60 this year. Um, the top five Colts have 51, Bills at four have 54, Dolphins have 56, Chiefs have 57, uh, Ravens has 60, right? You mean it to like we expected this team to be in the top five, right? How many sacks they have again, Rob? Forty, forty-three, forty-three. 40, uh, 43,
2: 43. Yeah, 43. Is that what you said? 43. Yeah, let me pull it up just to confirm, but I believe it's yeah, 43. yeah. Yep. yep, I'm looking at
3: it right now, 43. Yep. Okay. 43. They couldn't even crack the top five. They couldn't even get 50 sacks. Again, 70
2: sacks. We didn't expect that, but I expected 50. Well, I, think about I, this. I 50. Think about this. Okay. You, let's look at what they put into that defensive line. In the middle, you have Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, all first rounders. There's three mm-hmm. ones right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go to your edge. Nolan Smith is a first rounder. Hassan Reddick was a high priced free agent. Although, in hindsight, it's a great deal, but it was. And you know, he's a first line. rounder, too. But Correct. He, even, he was a first rounder. Yep. Uh, Josh Sweat, I believe, a fourth rounder.
3: Fourth rounder, but first round talent. The reason he dropped is because of the knee, the, the, uh, knee injury in high school. Correct. But Florida State, uh, Florida State guy. Brandon everyone knew, Graham, every first round talent. First rounder.
2: Yeah. So uh, you have not only invested in a major way in the draft; you paid these guys a lot of money, mm-hmm. and for that team to get gashed on the ground the way that they have for them to get gashed in the passing game the way that they have. That's the thing. Like, you could talk – we could sit here and we we recognize it, that the, you know, the the corners are old, especially Bradbury. We recognize that the linebackers aren't good enough, that the safeties are inexperienced in some ways, and they're, they're old in other ways, like Bayard. And, and all that stuff's valid. What in God's name is the excuse for the defensive line? Like, what? I, I would love – an explanation that, that like more than anything else at the end of the season, when, when Jeffrey Lurie and Howie, you know, meet with the media and they talk about what went on and what went down with this team. That's what I would love to know. Uh, honestly, like if you could explain to me a couple of things, but that's definitely on my top three list. What happened to your defensive line?
3: You know, here, here's the thing, right? Amongst the corners, you're paying. uh D- Darius Slay is currently on a three-year $42 million deal, and James Bradberry is currently on a three-year $38 million deal, right? And that's a lot of money tied up in those guys. Darius Slay has an average salary of $14 million a year. James Bradbury, an average salary of $12.6 million. You are spending 26 million, $26.6 million on two players, on two corners that you're getting almost nothing out of. Almost nothing got up. Yeah. This and also to take it a step further, the guaranteed dollars. So let's just focus on that. because That's the money you gave them straight up. Yeah. Darius Slay, twenty four point five million. Jay's Bradbury, twenty million. Forty four point five million just thrown in the trash can, burned. Yep.
2: Yeah, and and how how do you like? Here is the problem too. Because you're on the hook with Bradbury, because you're on the hook with Slay, and I know it's not quite as as bad as as what you're on the hook for for, with Bradbury, but because you're on the hook for those guys, you know, like it it is not going to make it easy to fix this. And on top of it, are you finally going to realize that you need legitimate linebacker play? Or are you going to continue to go down this road of like piecemealing it, hoping that Kobe Dean can come back and play well? you know, and all of that, like, are you really going to look in the mirror? I'm talking about Howie and Jeffrey and the decision makers. Are you really going to look in the mirror and realize that we have to do things differently? You know, we, we can't just, last year was, was amazing, but it's long gone. This isn't 2022 and you're not getting it back anytime soon. I don't know. I don't know that there's the capacity or the willingness to do that. I don't know. But what I do know is here, T- Tone. My best guess is Sirianni survives, and there's two new coordinators next year. Okay, that's my that's my so guess. That's my try. guess. My Siri reacts when I say Sirianni. So that's yeah, what that yeah, was, yeah. That, that's correct.
3: hilarious. Sirianni. That's funny. Can, the phone you, is off uh, now. Yeah. Can you uh, can you say that one more time? Uh, uh Siri uh, got in the way of your Sirianni
2: take. So I I, I believe that Sirianni, <laughs> I'm waiting for my phone. It didn't do <laughs> it. Survives. And you see two new coordinators here. But really, I mean, if you think about it, on top of that, on, like what else are you doing philosophically to change things up? We get it. You believe in the in the trenches. Great. No problem. We be- You believe in, in edge rushers. Great. You believe in corners. But the problem with the corner thing is, while they're willing to spend in free agency and or make a trade like they did for Slay, they don't have good talent recognition of guys coming out at the corner spot. They just haven't over the years. I want to get your perspective on John
3: McMullen's take. He was on he was on the post game show last night. You know, with Mike Misanelli, Seth Joiner, uh, Mark Barzetta, um, You know our you know our esteemed team, and uh, I want to get your take on his perspective when it comes to Nick Sirianni, okay. um, the front office, and his coaching staff, most notably the defense I just want to I just want to pick your brain and and I want to I want you to give me your instant reaction to when you hear this
9: at some point and by the way I think that point is at some point and by the way I think that point is coming because one thing I know about Jeffrey Laurie he's a great owner but if you do not live up to expectations there will be scapegoats there will be scapegoats To me, that's going to be the defensive coaching staff. It's probably going to be gutted. They might keep one or two. It might be a situation where Howie and Jeffrey say, Nick, this is going to be your defensive coordinator, insert name. If you accept it, you can move forward. If you don't accept it, we're going to have a problem. We might be at that area, especially if they lose in Tampa Bay. Um, if they, if they win in Tampa Bay, if they're competitive in San Francisco, you know, it'll probably be fine, but we're now at the point where, yeah, there's going to be scapegoats. It's just a matter of who and where and when.
2: All right. So, um, uh, agree and disagree, agree that there will be scapegoats a hundred percent. Um, I don't think even a survival against Tampa and loss to San Fran, if it plays out that way, keeps the defensive staff safe. In other words, I don't think that means Patricia's back. I think you will have wholesale changes on the defensive side. I also agree that it will be Jeffrey Lurie and Howie telling Nick that you're doing this. And if you don't do it, then it becomes a Doug situation where Nick could then get bounced. So that's the way I think it plays out. And I don't don't think it's a guarantee that Brian Johnson's back. I, I know John was was answering the question regarding the defense and focusing right. on the defense, but I don't think he's back either. Like I, I I think I think Brian Johnson is in big trouble also. And look, that's a bad look. If you're pointing fingers at every coordinator and everybody but Nick, it's a bad look. I will just tell you that. But I think it will play it could very well play out that way. Uh that is for sure. That, that that's that that that's what we're going to be looking at. I don't know. My guess is, Tone, I don't think Sirianni pushes back to the point where, like Doug did, where Doug was like, I want a Super Bowl, man. I want X as my coordinator, whatever. And then that became a major issue. I think Nick will kind of roll with the punches for a couple of reasons. I think he, he's not in a position Doug was in. And number two, dude, you, you got your ass handed to you this year. Are you really at a position position of strength with leverage? You're exactly,
3: not. exactly. That's a great point by you. You don't, He doesn't have the same leverage that a Doug Peterson would have. So whatever, whatever uh, is pushed across his table from uh Harvey Roseman mm-hmm. and Jeffrey Lurie, he has no choice but to play ball. But mm-hmm. he's been playing ball from the beginning. Right. He's been playing ball from the very beginning. The only difference is he didn't get the Super Bowl to match. Yes. But he's been playing ball since the very beginning. You know, I really... Today's show is going to be very interesting because, and we didn't really talk about this in the pre-show meeting, but I think we should really, you know, check the landscape. You know, I, I gave you um, a John McMillan's take because I felt like it was very important for us to uh, break down. But also, um, I want to give you our guy, Bill Colarulo. He has a show, uh, the Philly Sports Power Hour. He said this earlier, and I want to get your take on it because he said something very interesting um, that stood out to me. Um, but I want again. I want to. I want to get just. I want to get your spin on this thing. Okay?
0: okay. Yep. Realize,
3: and what I'm starting to realize,
0: which is the worst thing for me, is I'm starting to realize that this team, that I thought, had such a strong culture, that had such an uncanny ability to battle adversity, was nothing but a bunch of front runners. There is a severe lack of leadership and culture on this football team. Something that I touted Nick Sirianni for building. And man, was I wrong. I thought Sirianni had built a strong culture. I thought the leadership group on this team was so strong that not only could they battle adversity, but that they would be strong enough to overcome the Super Bowl hangover that so many teams have fallen victim to. But what we're seeing in front of us is a team that can't battle adversity, a team that is full of a bunch of front runners that the moment adversity creeped its head, they all cowered. The San Francisco 49ers dominated you and you've never been able to recover from it. And that starts at the top. I'm not absolving the players for their performance on the field but this lack of an ability to overcome any adversity starts with Nick Sirianni and it trickles all the way through that entire locker room.
2: Hmm. All right. So l- l- let's hit a couple things. And, and that's sort of along the lines that we were talking about at the top of the show. Like if you're not going to be calling plays Devising schemes to get yourself out of these things um, because you want to be the CEO and you want to be able to connect with people on a special level. I'm fine with that. But if you're not connecting with people on that level, what are you here for? You know, Tone, I've made the comparison with him and Charlie Manuel a lot. People rip Charlie Manuel because he wasn't a, a quote unquote great strategist, right? But Charlie Manuel had a great feel. Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins, all of those guys went out and played for him. And he knew when to get on them, and he knew when to pat them on the back, when to tell a joke, but he would get into them when he had to get into them. Whatever Nick is doing is not connecting. It's not. And I'm with Bill in that I've touted culture about this team left and right. I said, Mm -hmm. you got leaders like. Brandon Graham, you got leaders like Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey and, and, and Lane Johnson. And you have guys, even though they're young, like Jalen Hurts, which means this stuff isn't going to fall through the cracks. Somebody's going to catch it. Either level one's going to catch it, level is going to catch it, level is going to catch it. You're going to be fine when things go sideways. Well, that hasn't been the case. Mm-hmm. Not only are things bad, they've been compounded. We've seen a lot of nonsense over the last week or so. And I think there's a lack of belief right now. And that's the one thing that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman are really going to have to drill down on. When they have conversations with the players in the exit meetings, this is where you really got to dr- drill, drill down. And you got to find out, do you guys still believe in him? Do you? I mean, do you still think that he can get you out of a bad situation? Do you feel like you're being coached to, to get the maximum out of you? And if the answer is no or I'm not sure, then it's making your decision that much easier. As as a as an owner or decision maker like Howie Rose. And, and, and
3: here's the thing, right? What what scares me the most about this whole situation is like, yeah, let's say Nick Sirianni does play ball with Howie and you know Jeffrey about who his next DC is going to be, right? But I still get I still can't get past the fact that this team is not responding to his voice anymore. That can't be changed with a DC. Or a new oath, they're not responding to him. Whatever he's teaching, whatever he's trying to force feed these young, uh, uh, these, these men, they are not responding anymore. You cannot recover from that. There's nothing he can do to earn or regain the respect of. His players, they see through him. He, they know he has no answers. And how do you bounce back from that, Rob? Like, yeah. Howie and Jeffrey might bring him back. Let's just be realistic about it for a second and not emotional. They really, they might very well bring him back, right? Yeah. But if they do that, they're running the risk of this team completely not buying into whatever he's selling from yep. from week one. At least this year, they, you know, they 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 they, they took the bait until what ten and ten and one. Right. Next season, all you're doing is expedite expediting your issues. Whatever we whatever whatever we experience
2: this year, it's just going to start happening in week one now. Well, I yeah. The, so the other here's the other problem, Tom. That if you the last thing you want to do is go into next year with this guy as like a as a walking dead, as a lame duck. Like in other words, like you you're already not sure about him. And you're going to go into next year with that feel. If you like, if you're even somewhat checked out on him, you got to make a move. Exactly. But but here's the one thing I would say to Eagles fans who, who want this to happen. Like I've seen people have reached out to me and I'm not, I'm not talking about the chat. I'm talking about people reaching. Hey, what do you think about Belichick or what do you think about this guy or that guy? Um, Do we really believe that Howie and Jeffrey are going to bring in someone like Bill Belichick here? I don't. I think they want someone that they can work more in a collaborative manner with rather than someone who is going to want to do things their way with an extremely mm-hmm. strong voice. Look at the last two hires. I'm not talking about Chip. Chip was, a, I think Chip damaged them, okay, for lack of a better word. But the last two hires were Doug Peterson, who was very happy just to get the gig. Nothing against Doug. I mean, the guy won a Super Bowl, man. Total props.
3: But Doug was still a man's man. Like he was a play, he was somebody that, like, you know, it's like I'm not saying you got to get a Bill Belichick. I'm not saying you got to get a Belichickian, a guy like that. Yeah, you know what I'm you know I'm not even saying you got to be in the sticks. Uh, you to be in the soup sticks for hardball. I'm not even saying that because those kind of guys wouldn't even come here in the first place because of the because of the philosophy here. Um, but what I'm saying is, I think they need to do a better job and be more intentional.
10: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.
4: We're
3: gonna experience. Just experience. No one's saying you got to have a, a gun toting. You know. I, I know. Uh, what you're... You
2: know what I mean? But yeah, it's, I, but, it's, but, it's experience. But what I'm saying is like. Your pool's limited, and it's not good. I don't mean this in a good way, or or yeah, or a yeah. justification way. Yeah. It, it, I think it, it's, it's almost like
3: it's almost like where do you go, right? Okay, yeah, you, you fire should be him. in what, play,
2: but you should be in play for all of these guys. But the reality is, you know, there's a lot of ego involved here, man. And so and, that
3: begs the question, Rob.
2: Yeah, what's the
3: likelihood that Howard Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie look in the mirror and say, "Okay, we know what went wrong on their We, we know what went wrong on the field. We know what went wrong with the coaching staff." Where did we go wrong? Yeah. Because I think I think everyone needs to be soul so needs to be soul searching totally. You know, this offseason. Everybody needs to recalibrate and reevaluate what's going on. Jeffrey Laurie, was I the best owner I could be this season? What did I do? What decision did I make was, was I not all the way in on, but I made it anyway? Harry Roseman? Um, what what did I do to hold us back? Where where, where do where do I fit into the problems? Right. right. The moment this team from the top down, starts to actually look in the mirror and have some level of accountability, and then we're going to start to see some changes. Now, the likelihood of that, I don't know if I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar on it.
2: I'm with him. I'm with you. Um, all right, let, let's continue this discussion. Let's come back and let's look at the opponent here. Um, they will be facing the Tampa Bay Bucks, a Bucks team that won the worst division in football. Um, you know, really, I, I would sit here as Tone and I would tell you, that this sets up perfectly for the Eagles because they got the worst team going into the playoffs. But we've seen what this has looked like for the last five weeks, so I'm not saying that even a little bit. But uh, let's look at the Tampa Bay Bucks. They played them earlier in the year. We'll kind of dive into that a little bit when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jigga Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about pro-action restoration. Finally got the home studio back, man. And you know why? Because pro-action restoration crushed it. I had a leak from an upstairs bathroom that was really bad that went into a bathroom down here and spread into my basement. And I had all kinds of problems. I had to get, uh, I had to drywall the ceilings. I had to drywall the wall. I had to drywall uh, my bathroom. I had to get new carpet because that was damaged. I had all kinds of issues, man. And uh, to say they took care of it uh, is an understatement. It looks awesome. I'm really happy with everything. And here's the, here's the thing. If you go through the pain and the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage to a property that you own, your house, whatever, you're not sure who to turn to, ProAction are the people that you turn to. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. ProAction Restoration is licensed, bonded, fully insured, serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. They did with mine. Again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610 623 3760, 610 623 3760, or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com.
10: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
5: At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're
7: carving up a, a good play calling along the way.
5: First goal at the six.
7: On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. On three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
1: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app.
6: And the big story on
8: action
1: news. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
8: E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles.
5: There's Tone,
2: I'm Rob. We're hanging out with you on this Monday trying to pick up the pieces of what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles season. Uh it has been hideous, that's for sure. All right. So I don't know if you watched the early game yesterday, a couple of the early games tone, but one of them was the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Oh boy.
4: Ugh. <laughs>
5: uh
2: so the Bucs beat the Panthers 9-0 in a, an absolute thriller, let me tell you. But they end up winning the game nonetheless. A nail biter. I mean, I'm paying attention to it because I knew the Eagles may end up getting them, but man, it was a slop fest anyway. So they win. The Bucks finished the year nine and eight, which is an accomplishment in that, you know, they started off slowly. They lost Tom Brady, uh, you know, after last year and, you know, to their credit, they, they, they get into the playoffs. Um, Mm -hmm. if you remember back in week three, the Eagles played them and the Eagles beat them 25 to 11. In a game where Jalen Hurts had 277 passing yards, a touchdown, did have two interceptions. Uh, De- this is actually when DeAndre Swift used to be, you know, get the ball and be really effective. He had 130 rushing yards. AJ mm-hmm. Brown nine catches, a buck 31, um, and the Eagles won the game there on a on a Monday night. And it was an impressive win um, over the Bucks. But I, I, I'm being honest with you, man. Other than just a reference point. I don't know what you really take from it because the Eagles' defense is completely different now. The Bucks are a different team than they were then. Like I, I know there's certain things when you, for them at least when they're breaking down film tendencies and formations and stuff that you can mm-hmm. take from it. But I'm telling you, as a media slash fan perspective, they're in a whole lot to glean off of that off of that one. Quite frankly, here's
3: the here's the thing: as as um as bad as the Buccaneers may appear to be. Um, as limited as they appear to be, as 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 shaky as the quarterback position may be, or the defense, whatever you want to nitpick about the Buccaneers, you're totally in the right. But then when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they have no edge, they have no moxie, no mystique. You see, typically with you when, when you're going up against a good team, there's a certain part of you it's like. I mean, you know, they're, you know, they are who they are, man. We will, you yeah. know, we'll be lucky to even be competitive in this game, right? right? You know, the Eagles have lost their edge. They've lost the mystique that they used to have, right? You know, when, when, when the when 49ers roll into town on the Cowboys, you you look at them like, okay, all right, we got to make sure we bring our A game, you know? I'm pretty sure the Buccaneers looking at the Eagles like, hey, you guys, we can actually win this game.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, we could, you know, we can get, you know, we can get to the division around. You know what I mean? We're playing with house money here. The Eagles have no, no swagger, no juice. No, like again, the the word I'm using is mystique because, um, you ever walk around certain people and they just have an aura about yes. them. It's like you, you can yeah, they, they walk
2: it. into a room and it changes the room.
3: Yeah, you feel their confidence. You feel, you feel their, you know, you feel their swagger. You just feel like just that that confidence, right? Yeah, yeah. You feel that edge. You got to be in your p's and q's when you're around them. The Eagles lost all that. So the Buccaneers are going into this game as confident as they could possibly be. The Buccaneers are probably like, oh, my God, this is probably the best matchup we could have ever gotten. Could have ever gotten. Yeah. So um, I'm not looking at the Buccaneers as a gimme at all. This Philadelphia Eagles team lost to the Giants, and we're supposed to believe they're going to just flip a switch. Everyone's 0-0 all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? They are still who they are. And if everyone's 0-0, they're the worst worst 0-0 team in the playoffs right now.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I mean, I that's the thing about the the Bucks. You have a team that that whatever they are for whatever shortcomings they have, they finished the season five and one. That's how they closed out. They knew they had to win. They had a sense of urgency, and they did it. They have a guy in Mayfield who I'm not telling you is a great quarterback. What I'm telling you is he does bring a swag. He does bring a confidence level. Did have a pretty good year. I mean, threw for over four thousand yards this year. Um, so he had a good year. They have Mike Evans who is criminally underrated in terms of how good he is in, in, in terms of how consistent he is. He went over uh, 1,200 yards this year. Um, and, and you have Rashad White who really came on for them as their feature running back. He, he just missed rushing for a thousand yards for them this year. Now he's not running for a he's only averaging 3.6 yards per carry. but you know you're going to have that, you're gonna have Chris Godwin. And yeah, Mayfield's a little bit banged up. He played yesterday, but he clearly, I don't know that he's 100%, you know, whatever. It it should set up as a win for you because they're not a very good team. But here's one other thing to keep in mind too about this game. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is right there in terms of aggression with Wink Martindale. Mm -hmm. Wink Martindale blitzes the second most, at the second highest frequency of anybody in the NFL. Third in the NFL in terms of blitz frequency is Todd Bowles and his defensive staff. So they are going to be throwing a lot at you. They are, until Jalen and the offense prove otherwise, you're going to get a healthy dose of just all out, stop it till you can, every single time.
3: Todd Bowles, after watching that game, because Todd Bowles is probably salivating right now. Yes, it's probably. These they they're gonna throw every blitz package that they have at this quarterback. And watch Nick Sirianni and those guys have no answers. Just watch, watch. This is. I uh, I've never been so. I was more excited going into the playoffs. When when uh, Carson Wentz got knocked out the damn game, <laughs> I was more excited going into those playoffs. The Seattle game, yeah, Nineteen. Yeah. I was more excited for that. This. I, I I really feel like I really feel like I'm on death row. Yeah,
2: it's feel, only a matter I, of
3: time. Yep, it's only it's only a matter. And, and of no time. last meal.
2: You don't even get a good last meal out
3: of it. Not yeah. even a good last meal, right? If that Giants game was the last meal, man, they just gave me. was <laughs> They gave me a bowl of Cheerios, Rob. What was that? Dry man?
2: with no milk. Dry, no milk. No milk, man. And they they didn't even let you listen to your favorite song. Sometimes they'll do that too. They didn't even give me a radio. They're giving, they're giving you some kind of just bad, you know, uh, pop music, some kind of garbage. They're they just shoving. They're letting you. Who's a William William Hung? What was that? The uh, what was that song? He. Oh my God! You know what I'm talking about? Oh my! Are you talking about? Are you talking about
3: she bangs? Like off, off, yeah, off, off. that that's what they're giving you. Oh they're giving you God. she bangs
2: to uh, <laughs> and a bad meal. That's what they're giving you. You uh, know, style. Gangnam the, uh... style, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so that's what they're doing to you right now. This is bad, man. Yeah, this is bad. This is this, yeah. this is all time bad, Rob. Well, it's it, the thing is too. Like, if you go back to the beginning of the season, you felt like with the schedule they may lose a couple more games. Okay, I mean that's understandable. And and it, even like let's put it this way, Tone. If they finished eleven and six and it looked different than this, you wouldn't love it, but you could accept it.
3: Yes. You know, John said something really interesting, right? He said, look, you lose to the Cowboys, you lose to the Niners, okay, fine, right? But if this team would have beat the Seahawks, beat the Cardinals, beat the Giants, finished the season off strong, you know, it'd be a totally different energy. People would be fired up. And he's right. Look, losses happen, blowouts happen. It is what it is. But if you would have took care of business and finished the season strong, if you would have finished the season five and one instead of finishing it one and five, what, yeah. is, is is that pretty much what it was? One and five in the final final six game. Correct. Yes. Correct. If you would have finished the final, if you would have finished it five and one rather than one and five, it's a whole different energy going to the playoffs. People would eat that 49ers game and cowboys game, yeah, we would reference it, but people would still feel better about what's going on. People would feel more confident in the coaching and People feel more confident in the players, and you know we'll, we'll we'll be like, listen, anything can happen in the playoffs. Now it seems like we know what's going to happen in the playoffs, and Eagles are going to lose, and they're going to lose convincingly. Yeah, the, 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 the Buccaneers are better than the Giants. Mm-hmm. The Buccaneers are better than the Cardinals. Yeah, The Buccaneers are better than the Seahawks, and we're supposed to believe the Eagles are going there and just say, you know what, it's playoff time now, you guys. Let's put on our Superman capes. Let's take off the let's take off the uh. You know the puppy mask and put on yeah, the bulldog the, mask. We're, we're, yeah, come we're on, taking man. the
2: glasses off and the tie, and we're going in the you in know a, in a, an old school phone booth, and we're going to come out with the S on our chest. Like I, I just think people are, if you're believing that, it's because you choose to believe it, and that's fine. Like, but I think you know, there's a, there's a high level of denial there to think this team can just flip a switch because what they what we've seen over the last. All right, let me. I'm going to look at the schedule here. And you tell me when when the last time they played what what you would consider a good game. Okay, so um, I'm going to work backwards. Okay. The obvious thing is I, I we're not going to pick the last two weeks. They lost to the Giants, lost to the Cardinals. The week before that on Christmas they won 33 to 25 over you know a Tommy DeVito, Tyrod Taylor Giants. Lost to Seattle, lost to Dallas, lost to San Fran. We go back to November 26th. Where they won 37 34 over the Bills. Would you say that's the last good game that they played?
3: Um, the first half was very, very bad. It but was. that was our opportunity, this way, right? That was the last game I had hope.
2: All right. The that week was, before they beat yeah. the Chiefs, but they were down ten at the half. I didn't know if I'd say that. I would say the last good game they probably played was October twenty seventh, twenty second against Miami, where they won thirty one to seventeen.
3: Um so, You talking about as a as a as a as a full team? Yeah. Yeah, like, the, the most complete game they've had, if, if you're working backwards, the first game you come across from
2: a complete performance is the Dolphins. Okay, that's two and a half months ago. I mean, that's how long ago that was. that They, they, they played a really, what you would say, complete game. Now, you could seven. argue if you beat the Bills or you beat the, the, the Chiefs, that's a good one. That's fine. That's fine if you don't right. argue that.
3: No, but, like, you know, like, here, here, here's the thing. To your point, right, the last game – or the most recent game where they looked complete or looked like an actual team was the Dolphins. The last game where I had hope was the Bills because of the magic they had and the way they came back in those elements and the circumstances, you know, that to me, I was like, "Whoa, Jalen Hurts has catapulted himself to another category with that win. Mm -hmm. And then they went down a lonely dark road with the 49ers and, Man, the 49ers came to the link in the black Air Force Ones, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the. I'm not sure if you're familiar Rob, with what the black Air Force Ones mean, but if somebody show up to the function in black Air Force Ones, grab your kids and go home. <laughs> I'm telling you, get Rob. get the pets, get the kids, get everybody out of see, there. If you see somebody pull up to the function in black Air Force Ones in a dicky suit, there's a problem. Time, it's time for you to go home. Grab yep. your kids, pack your to-go plate. Just, just tell you, you know, t- tell everybody. You'll see them at the next one. Uh huh. I'm, t- I'm telling you, Rob. Keep, I got you. Keep that in your back
2: pocket. All right.
3: Avoid it's, it's in black the vault.
2: Air Force Ones at all costs. Yeah, it's in the vault. No, I look. I, I, I think you're right. I mean, there's no other way to put it. That Niners game broke them. It broke them. They didn't come back from that. That was a beatdown of epic proportion, and they hit. They did not come back from it. It shook them to their core. It shook their confidence. It shook their culture, and ever since then, they've been like a standing eight count. Like they've been they they're up, they're standing up, but they're just kind of like, Ooh.
3: Hey, hey, hey Rob, hey Rob, you ever see? Yeah. <laughs> you ever you ever hear like you know in boxing? I'm so glad you used that boxing reference, right? <laughs> you ever uh you ever see like uh hear like those little stories like um from those backwater towns that they say um yeah man you know Junebug he. You know he he slipped and fell. He ain't he ain't been the same since. Uh huh.
4: Yeah.
2: Now he's that's, the that's uncle it. at the party where you're like, oh man, June bugs here. That's the. That's man. that's the Philadelphia Eagles right now.
3: Damn. Yeah. The, you know they. You know they they took that ass with a name. Been right since. Yeah. Yep. Man. Yeah. Oh man. But it's you know? true. <laughs> it's true. And what does that
2: say though? Like here's the thing. Everybody gets their ass kicked sometimes.
3: And it what makes does it that worse. Say about you? And it makes it so much worse that they got their ass beat by somebody named Debo. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it that much worse.
2: All right, let me give you let me give you two examples along those lines. So the Niners during the season went through a three game stretch in which they lost all, three straight. Okay, they it was right around the middle of the year, and they lost to Cleveland, Minnesota, and Cincinnati at home. Okay, they lost three straight. Yet they respond the next week, well after a bye week with a 34-3 to beatdown of Jacksonville, and they go on to win, at that point, six straight themselves, okay? Seven to last that You can even forget last, last yesterday's game because they weren't playing anybody. Probably would have won that had they tried. So they would have ended up winning eight of their last nine. That's how they responded. I'll give you one other example. And this one, I think, hits it, very close with the Eagles. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills started the season off At 6-6, and when they lost to the Eagles in overtime, they had fired Ken Dorsey. There was questions about Sean McDermott. You and I had Mike Catalana on here from the ABC affiliate in in Buffalo, and we're asking about Sean McDermott's future. So how does Buffalo respond to that, being 6-6 and at that point in their season? So they reel off tone to close the season, five straight wins. They beat Kansas City, they beat Dallas, they beat the Chargers, they beat New England, they beat Miami last night. So they, not only do they dig themselves out of that thing, they end up being the two-seed and winning their division, the, the AFC East, which it looked like they had no chance to win. That's what teams with character do. The Eagles this year laid down. They got in the fetal position and just said, okay, I'm done. I, I'm not fighting. You win. And I can't believe that. I really can't. Uh, you're muted. You're muted.
3: People were people were questioning McDermott's job. People were questioning if McDermott had a had a handle on this team. And that's a clear indication. There are two parallels happening. Sean McDermott and Nick Sirianni. One started off low, one started off high. And now all of a sudden, the scales have shifted. And you're seeing a guy in McDermott who legitimately has the pulse of his team, did not lose his team. Made, made the right decision to move him from Ken Dorsey, made a calculated move, a move that we all pretty much thought was coming. Um, but then but they didn't keep him in the building. They just cut ties and moved on and, 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 and let it let the chips fall where they may. The Eagles, they part ways with the He's still in the building. Yep. They make the decision super late. Yep. At least I, I respect I respect the Bills for making the decision when they when they made it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they made it, you know, timing is everything in life, and the Eagles have exercised poor timing, poor execution. Um, they miscalculated a lot this season, and they're they're literally, quite literally, um, having to face the music right now.
2: Are you right? Listen, man, you're right, and they they are fair. Well, are they or aren't they? In other words they're facing our music. In other words, we're being mm. critical of them, but the are point. they actually facing, are they looking in the mirror and facing the music and understanding how they got here? I think mm. that's something that also is, is going to be really interesting to me. Like, I wonder if they don't look back at the, at the Brian Johnson thing. And I, I don't know. See I, what I would really like to know is the dynamic between he and Jalen. J- I'll jump over to the defense in a second, yeah, but I, yeah. I, I think I, I wonder if he's not too buddy, buddy. Like, Steichen was willing to coach him up hard. Uh, go back to Doug Peterson. John Filippo was all up in Carson Wentz, okay, all the time. And when he left, I think it got softer on Carson. I don't know that that's happening specifically with Johnson, but I wonder if it is. And I wonder if that's part of the regression. Then you go to the other side of this thing. What was the plan there? Why was Patricia there? Did you not trust yourself enough with the side? I, the whole that whole thing is weird to me. But
3: they, they hedged don't. their bet early, didn't they? I mean, early, I mean. the moment Pat, the moment Matt Patricia was hired, everybody it, I, I can't think of any talking head that didn't bring it up. You know, you bring him in, and it's like, mm, are you hedging? Are you hedging your bet, Harry Roseman? Are you not fully confident in short Desai? It didn't. It, it looked fishy from the beginning, and lo and behold, that fish stunk, mm-hmm. and we knew it. But we ignored it because they were winning. So now, uh, you said something interesting. Um, Well, you know, looking in the mirror and knowing where things went wrong, well, I think they know. (laughs) That's the thing, right? Yeah. You know, all we can do is speculate. But I think they know exactly where things went wrong. I think think they know where it went wrong, Mm -hmm. when it went wrong, how it went wrong, what went wrong. Who's responsible for why it went wrong? I think they know all those answers. Now, the question becomes, are they going to be honest with themselves or are they going to lie to themselves and convince themselves, ah, that's not why? They know why. They know what happened. Mm-hmm. But will they be honest with themselves? Will they, will they keep it real to the point where they're able to make the necessary changes? And not lies. We talk about this all the time with organizations, right? Miscalculating or misevaluating where they are in their rebuilding process, right? You win a couple games, all of a sudden you think maybe we're better than what we are. Nah, that's not the case. You got to be patient. The Philadelphia Eagles, you got to be honest with yourself. Where are you really? Who, 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 what is this coaching staff really? Right, what's the personnel on defense really? Um, as a GM, as an owner, who are we really? Did we make Did we approve the right decisions that we made? Right, do we put the right people in position to succeed? What are we doing to hold this team back? Right, yeah. Everyone has to be honest with themselves, even when they know the answers. Because just because you just because you know what
2: went wrong doesn't mean doesn't mean doesn't mean you believe it. From it's the a owner to Howie to Don Smolensky to Alec Hallaby to the analytics department, to every freaking one, when you have an historic collapse like this, it's on all of you, man. It's not on one person. It's on every single one of you. And you all better be searching, -searching, self-searching, self-reflecting for answers. You got to be, man. If you're not, you're going to fall into the prey to the same stuff that has been happening. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's, I, is there anybody who has faith in this game on Monday? I don't. I don't. Oh man, um, I don't, man. I, I'm telling you, I don't. I I don't think. I think they they have when they when you've lost to the Giants and the Cardinals in the last two games and barely beat the Giants the week before, Tampa's a big step up from those two teams. Even though they're not very good, but they're a big step up from those two teams. I just I, and I don't see any urgency with this Eagles team, and I don't buy the flip a switch thing. I'm I'm sorry. You're gonna hear a lot of that. You're gonna hear a lot of zero and zero. Like I said, I'm not buying any of it. Not a bit.
3: You said. Bit. Um, you said. Is there anybody buying this team in the playoffs? So does anyone have any confidence? Right. That's what you asked. Yeah. Um, does a bear use a bidet?
2: <laughs> no. No, it does not. There bear go. goes wherever it wants, especially in the woods, and does not mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's get one in, and let's. We're, we're going to look at the AFC and NFC wild card matchups tone saturday sunday monday what coaches are already out what gms are already out who might go where a lot of speculation about a guy who's coaching tonight in jim harbaugh in the national championship we'll get into all of those things when we come back don't go anywhere tony shields rob ellis sports take on this monday i'm telling you about Tree services right now they are an insured experienced Pennsylvania Tree Services Company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face, and they are experts at trimming all types of trees. And they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You could go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give them a call right now. six one zero 850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flyntreeservices.com. That's flyntreeservices.com.
8: G-L-E-S Eagles
2: We're back, Easton, I'm Rob uh, Talking Eagles, NFL, etc Alright, Tone, so um, A couple of things uh, Update from a little bit earlier People are just jumping on One, uh, according to Tom Pelissero, The x-rays came back with no fracture uh, On the finger for Jalen Hurts Just dislocation um, so that's good news uh, for him. He'll also get an extra day rest because they do play on Monday. Number mm-hmm. two, Alec Hallaby um, is a, a name that that people may not be all that familiar with. He is a a very heavy analytic driven guy in the Eagles front yep. office. He's a also- bane of our <laughs>
3: existence,
2: <laughs> but he is I, I, apparently very highly sought after um around the league. Um so the commanders, the Washington commanders have requested an interview with Eagles assistant general manager Alec Alec Hallaby for uh the job of head of football operations per source. Okay, mm. so let us start there um with that because there's a lot of movement. Oh, actually let me get to the schedule and then I'll and then I'll I'll dive into the uh the commander situation. All right so here's what we have tone. Um for the wild card weekend game starting on Saturday, the early game, the four 30 game uh, very, uh, to me, a very interesting game, Cleveland at Houston. Uh, you have Cleveland who is overcome a lot this year in terms of injuries, Joe Flacco, Renaissance, all that kind of stuff. Houston, who was just a, an awful putrid team last year. They do two things, actually three things. They hired D'Amico Ryan's. They draft CJ Stroud, they draft Will Anderson, and all of a sudden they're a team that is the the winners of their division. And, and kudos to them for winning the AFC South. Also helped that the Jaguars collapsed completely, but nonetheless.
3: Um, yeah,
2: man. So that's the early game. And then we'll we'll run through each matchup in a second. But the second game is Miami at Kansas City. Miami, you know, kind of faltered towards the end. They lost last night to Buffalo. Um, and you know, they have some injury issues that they're, they're dealing with, with Mostert and Tyree kills playing, but he's a little bit banged up. Waddle's banged up. Uh, they mm-hmm. lost Chubb. The injury bug has hit them for sure, but they'll be at Kansas city. Uh, Sunday's games. There's three Pittsburgh at Buffalo is the early game. Pittsburgh somehow, some way, man, they always figure it out and they, they got some help, but they got in green Bay at Dallas. It's insane. <laughs> it is insane green bay at dallas and then this is this is gonna be really fun the night game is the rams at the lions you got the whole jared goff matthew stafford trade thing happening there so that's the night game of course the eagles are monday night all right so let's let's start uh from the beginning here i'm i'm up for this cleveland houston game man i i think yes this is, i am it's gonna be fun
3: yeah man I'm, I'm i'm super excited about uh the afc side of things for sure um how can you you know how, how can you not be like all like all all, all this stuff is just just been ruined on the afc side i have no idea i have no idea you know who's going who's going to win what um it's 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 crazy because initially um i had buffalo and the chiefs playing each other what was in the first round right is that what we thought at first
2: yeah what do you mean at first like
3: The well at first, I mean, and and initially, we thought Buffalo may match up with Kansas City in the first round,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 before we knew how everything played out, yes, mm-hmm.
3: right, right, but you know now Buffalo's bought themselves a home game, isn't that insane? I know, um but uh, Houston Houston Cleveland, it's gonna be awesome. um, I think the chiefs the chiefs got uh got away with something, you know, I think they I think they beat Miami,
2: I do too. I think Miami's leaking oil a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Miami's yeah. leaking oil I think they um. I, I kind of like as much as I really love the story of Houston, I think Cleveland wins that game. I think Cleveland is just dangerous. And their defense is so good. And they can beat you in a lot of different ways via, you know, running the ball or throwing the ball. I I think it's gonna be a tough spot there, even though Houston's home. I kind of like Cleveland in that one, but I'm with you. I like Kansas City uh in, in that game as well. Um I like Buffalo over Pittsburgh saying oh yeah definitely you know i just can i trust mason rudolph in a big spot on the road in the playoffs and he's done a good job not turning the ball over and, and playing smart football I'll give him that but i don't I think, trust him in that spot
3: i think the bigger story is kenny pickett's healthy and they still not putting him out there
2: yep Which tells you a lot he ain't your guy of the future
3: tells you a lot it's a playoff game you got in uh-huh. yeah you don't yet you don't trust him in the playoffs Ain't that something
2: all right let, let's go to the um Let's go to the middle game on Sunday. Do you think Green Bay can keep it close? Potentially upset the Cowboys. <laughs> I, I don't, but I think Jordan loves playing right now.
3: I think I, I think the first half is going to be interesting, but it's, it's it's going to get away from them. You know they won't be able to play a full four quarters of football against the Cowboys. They're, the Cowboys are going to be home. Cowboys, Cowboys are too good. They're too good.
2: Yep, agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. Elsewhere, um, the other the other game. Let's go to the night game. Uh, Rams at Detroit. I will tell you, look out for the Rams in this game. Kind of liking the Rams a little bit in the uh, in the dome on the road. I, I, I'm going to lean towards the Rams in that one. I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna, I haven't really done all the analytical work of it, but I'll I, just my gut right now.
3: Yeah, I'm willing to argue. I to argue the Rams being on the road is better for them than being at home. So. I, I I don't know who I'm ready to pick in that matchup yet. Yeah. But I think Detroit needs to be on upset
2: watch. That's gonna be um that may be the most hyped game of the week because of the storylines with that one. Mm. You know, with the with the whole Stafford and, and Goff thing. No. Um all right, then the other the other one is obviously this the Monday night game, which we've you know broken down ad <laughs> nauseum already. So we'll we'll leave that alone. Let's jump to a couple of things that have happened elsewhere. Ron Rivera's out tone. We mentioned that a little bit earlier that, you know, no surprise there. Um, The interesting thing to me, what happens there. And again, they brought in Bob Myers who ran the Warriors for a long time and was great at it, by the way. And uh, Rick Spielman who ran Detroit, uh, excuse me, ran Minnesota for a long time. They're going to aid Josh Harris with the uh, search for a coach. Hmm. So, couple things off of that. Um, one, how much of a legitimate shot does Eric B. enemy have at getting that gig? And how much of just everything, the, the sort of stink of the whole year, even though it may not be his fault, is on him just because he was there? I think it's unfair, but I think that stuff happens sometimes. What do you think about that?
4: Yeah,
3: that kind of stuff does happen. But, you know, here's the thing, though. There are problems – were entrenched well before the enemy got there, so I think he does have a shot at the job. Um, with you know new leadership, you know new ownership, it's not guaranteed at all. And they're going to want to make a splash in their in in their head coaching hire, bringing in Bob Myers and new ownership. They're going to they're going to want to make a splash. So I don't know how likely B N M is going to get this opportunity. I'm, I'm, I think they're going to interview him. Obviously, um, he does have a leg to stand on with Sam Howell. Sam Howell definitely played way better than a lot of people thought they they thought he would. I think mm-hmm. he was top ten in passing yards, right? If I'm not mistaken. Correct. Uh, there was a, for a long part of the league, a long part of the season he was leading the league in passing yards. So they they managed to get something out of him. So,
2: but but I don't think they think he's the answer. No,
3: no, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think they think he's the answer. Maybe at one point they were like, mm, "Is he?" Yeah, but I don't think he is the answer. I don't think they believe that either. Uh, B enemy's going to have a shot, but I don't know if he's going to get the job because of new ownership, new leadership, and they're going. I think, I think the commanders are going to want to make a splash.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, uh, so you think it'll be somebody aside from from
3: the enemy? If I had to definitively say. I think it will be. I want him to get the job, though. But I don't know. I don't know, man.
2: I, I it doesn't feel like it's going to be him there for me. I don't know why. It yeah. just doesn't.
4: Yeah, yeah. It, I, it, it think, feels I think like Josh
2: Harris wants to gut it all, and it want it want 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 no holdover from anything. And he he might be a victim of that, unfortunately.
3: Exactly. Exactly. All right.
2: So, but interesting choices. Uh, you know, a longtime basketball executive and and Rick Spielman to run that thing. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Absolutely. Wow. Arthur Smith fired in uh in Atlanta. Uh, not a surprise there. I think he had to get into the postseason to get in. Yet another team without a quarterback, in my opinion. Desmond Ritter looks like he's okay. He's not terrible, but I don't know that he's a guy that, you know, can become elite. uh certainly Heineke is a is another guy who fits the bill of a quality backup, but he's not a starter in my estimation. Um, so Atlanta's gonna be interesting to, to see what they do there. Um I I, I don't know that Smith had a feel for certain things. Um, I don't yeah, think he, I have a, he, he
3: utilized um, Bijan Robinson topic. enough. Yeah, I have a topic that we probably should flush out. Arthur Smith canned. Brandon Staley canned. Nick Sirianni, hot seat. Robert Sala, warm seat. Yeah, I think he's safe, but yeah. Those were the four premier hires from 2021. And they all are at risk of losing their jobs. Yep. What a terrible class of coaches.
2: Yeah, and think about we 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 laughed at everybody else. You said, "Look at Sirianni compared to those other guys." You know, for for you know the better part of two and a half years, and now you're looking at it like he's e- the fact that he's even mentioned in the same breath with these guys.
3: Same, bad. same. Listen, B. Brooks says says it best. Same thing that can make you laugh, can can make make you you cry.
2: Yep, it's true. It is very, very, all right, true. So (laughs) I don't know if you saw this. Speaking of Arthur Smith. So the Saints get an interception late in the game, okay? And they're sitting there on like the one-yard line with the game in hand. The game's over. Um, Normally teams just take victory formation, and that's it. Bye-bye. You're not looking to run it up on anybody. But the Saints, Jameis Winston, and a bunch of the other players decided to go rogue and and go away from the play call, which was take a knee, and gave the ball to uh, to Williams, and he scored. Because he hadn't scored a touchdown all year, and he led the league in scoring the year before with Detroit. So he scores. And you cut away to the Saints' sideline, and they're kind of like, what was that? Who called that? The game ends. Arthur Smith and Dennis Allen go to go to shake hands. Arthur Smith goes off. You can see him yelling at Dennis Allen, and Dennis Allen's just like, "Dude, come on!" Bro, it, wasn't, it wasn't me, right? So the <laughs> so the you know afterwards, we find out Jameis Winston said it himself. Yeah, it was. It's not on coach. We did it ourselves. Um, and Dennis Allen is left to answer like, I, "I don't blame Arthur Smith for being pissed. I'd be pissed too. Whatever." But it's not just He's the Eagles, Not just the <laughs> Eagles who ad libbed, right?
3: Dennis Smith is going, man. Yo, this is this is a, what a what a freaking comedic final way to end the season I'm for a lot man. for a lot of people, man. Um, I know,
4: I know.
2: Uh, you know,
3: James, uh, also Jameis Winston is a great is a great interview. I love listening to that he's man. He's different. He's hilarious. He's a, hilarious. Different, he's a hilarious.
2: different cat. Yeah, he's out there. <laughs> he's hilarious, man. Oh my god. Um. Uh, all right. So elsewhere, uh, Justin Fields says he has no regrets. He did everything he could this year. Uh, just in case he's gone, he said goodbye to his teammates. I actually think he, I think he's back, but it's not an easy decision. When you're sitting there with the with the number one overall pick, if you really love one of these guys coming out, it's a hard decision. I, I, I my guess is they keep him, but you know, I, it's not a hundred percent.
3: They're running a risk. Do you, do you move on from the kid? Draft another young guy, put him in the same situation. Um, or do you double down on on um on field, put more talent around him, put more talent on defense and see where it goes from there? Yeah. It's uh it's a tough position to be in as an organization. I've always been of the mindset don't overreact, don't make any herky jerky decisions. Um see i could i put it this way right let's always think about the worst case scenario if things go wrong with fields right at least we can say okay you maintain the courage of your convictions you drafted them you will you gave them a fair shot yep. and nobody nobody's gonna no one's gonna get mad at you about that but if you move on from fields and he and he somehow some way manages to thrive somewhere else and you go all in on a Caleb uh, Williams or a Penix or whatever, yeah, and they're not the guy, or they're worse, or whatever it may be. Then you look, more, I, I, I think you look worse. I put it this way: I think you look worse if you fail with Caleb Williams or or Penix versus if you fail with Fields. Mm-hmm. I think, see, I think that's what you have to weigh, right? If either of those scenarios go wrong, what puts us in the worst position going forward?
2: Yeah, no, but, I'm curious, but here, no,
3: I'm, I'm curious to you about that. You I, no, I,
2: I think you I think you do look worse if you move on and he, he goes and has success success elsewhere, because here's the thing. If you stay with him, you could certainly strengthen yourself in other ways. You know, you want to you want to trade down, you want to grab Marvin Harrison or or you view it like, hey, man, we, we got to get him as much help as possible, whether that's defensive line, whether that's I'm sorry, offensive line or whether that's
4: some both. Well,
3: yeah, offensive line, defensive or, line, whatever, or, because or you, know, you know what it does? You know what it does? It, it it takes the onus off of you as yeah. an organization. You say, you know what? We surrounded him with this. We did that. We, you know, yeah. and he still wasn't a guy. That buys you equity, in
2: my opinion. That's my guess. I, I my guess is that's what they do. Again, a lot can change, but that's my guess. Um, you know, again, I thought he showed a good amount. I, I I don't think he had a ton of help either. He had D, he of course he had DJ Moore. He, I'm not saying he didn't have anything, but he he, he there wasn't a ton there.
3: Yeah, uh, and he got hurt. So
2: yeah. So this is another one to really keep your eye on. So first off, um, Josh Harris is meeting with the media uh, mm-hmm. discussing the commander's future. And he was asked point blank about Eric Bien-Aimé, Um, And he said he wants to get his football operations nailed down first, then conduct the head coach search with Eric and others. That's his word, his word was with Eric and others. So good um, answer. Um, that's a good answer.
3: Yeah, that's a very good answer.
2: Right. Um, Bill Belichick met with the media today. Emphasized that he's still under contract with the with the Patriots. Now, he's doing that for a couple different reasons.
8: Mm-hmm. Meaning,
2: he's going to force them to either fire him, yep. or or they're going to trade him. He is he is telling you without telling you, I ain't walking away from that bread, brother. Hey, hey, hey uh, you seen a wolf of Washy, right? Yes,
3: I'm not leaving. Yes, <laughs> I'm not freaking leaving. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> exactly you gotta, what it is. You, listen, you got you got to bury me in a in a damn ditch to get rid of me (laughs) and i ain't mad at him
2: man i ain't leaving no money on the table correct so that's the first thing he did now the other thing he said which was really interesting was basically he intimated he'd be okay if somebody else handled the personnel that's interesting that's a bit of a give on his part Mm -hmm. so he's smart you know what he's doing right he's
3: putting the onus on the organization now yeah he's 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 saying hey you know um I'm, I'm still bought in here. I'm trying to play ball. Hey, hey yeah. listen, I'll you know I'm you know I'm willing to you know relinquish more control. He's putting the onus on them. So what? Yeah. No matter what decision they make, he comes out
2: looking good, which Absolutely. I respect. It's, listen, man, it's chess and that checkers, baby. And he's he's a he is a chess man for sure. Uh, tough break for the Steelers, man. But we don't know. I mean, he, he was trying to get back in the game on Saturday night. So TJ Watt. Um and, and if you you saw it, they were playing in like a quagmire in Pittsburgh. It was it that's a good nuts. word
3: by you. That's a good pull. That's
2: a good word. <laughs> quagmire. It was, it was ugly, man. It was it was not pretty. Uh rainy, sloppy, you know, just just bad. And the last thing that they can afford, because you know, let's face it, this is not exactly a stellar um offensive team that they have, but uh sprain MCL for TJ Watt. They're calling it a grade two. It's actually, actually, what his brother, uh, JJ, said. So they're calling it a, a, a grade two MCL sprain. Everything else looks pristine, according to his brother. Mm. I'm telling you, Tone, I, I don't put it past this guy to try and go in this game this week. Yeah, man. Oh.
3: They don't really have a chance in this game, but it's a playoff game. And if you're in, you have a chance. So. This is a moment where, you, as an organization, you got to you got to ask and talk to the player. You know, do you really believe you're good to go, or, or are we going to have to protect you from yourself?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, this is because if he's not there, they have no chance. No. But um, yeah, this is going to be a wait and see thing, man. But if I, if it's grade two, typically, wait, I, I want to make sure. And when it comes to grade grades and all that kind of stuff, it's grade two worse than one or grade one worse than grade
2: two I think is uh, is is not worse than one okay yeah okay yeah
3: so So,
4: mm,
3: I don't know if I I, I don't know if I'll play him
2: I don't know if I would man he is the franchise I don't know if I would do that yeah it's a tough call it really is Uh, you know what they do do but it's he's gonna be a tough guy to say no to in a playoff setting I know I'll tell you yeah, that. I know. He is going to be tough. Uh, all right. The Panthers have fired their general manager, Scott Fitterer, uh, after a 2-15 and 15 season in which they fired their head coach, Frank Reich. Didn't even get through the entire year. Uh, but he is gone. And, uh, you know, the big, big changes there in terms of the head coach, big tra- changes in terms of the front office. Mm-hmm. They also don't have their first-round pick, even though they were 2-15. and 15. I mean, the writing was on the wall for this guy to get bounced. So that's for sure.
3: Yeah, man. Um, that move looks insane. Yeah, the Bryce Young move looks it looks beyond it, it, bad. It looks insane. You know, it's they really leveraged a lot to get him in, and you didn't put enough around him. He's a small player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you got to make sure you got you got some big burly guys around him, and he was getting beat up all year. And then to lose that many games, be the worst team in the league, and you can't even reap the benefits
2: of it, Uh, that's a fireball offense. I know. It's a fireball offense. A couple other, let's hit a couple Giants things. Saquon Barkley uh, doesn't know what his future is there. Um, And in in New York. Yeah, with New York. And then, uh, according to Brian Dable, he expects Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka to both be back as the coordinators next year. And they're listen. confident in Daniel Jones. Good luck. No.
3: Hey, listen. One, one, th- one, thing, one thing my parents always told me, look, man, you ain't, you ain't got a lot of me. Okay? You ain't got a lot of me. I'm always going to be on your side. You ain't got a lot of me. Just keep it 100. It makes life a lot easier. Yeah. Giants. You ain't got a lot of us. We know <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. We know. Y'all don't believe in that boy at all. You did y'all didn't even really want to give him the money. But Brian Dibwall being the new the new coach there, he had to play ball in that regard. It wasn't his decision. So right. man, uh one thing I will say though that I respect stability. Keep your head coach, keep your OC, keep your DC. You gotta have some stability. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when you're not even sure about the quarterback position. What's the point of firing an OC or a DC or whoever? If you're not even sure about the quarterback position, no matter how much you try to convince us that you're sure, we know you're not really sure. Mm-hmm. And the moment he signed that contract, kind of I, I knew, we knew y'all regretted it. So,
2: no doubt. No doubt. All right. A couple other things the, back to the commanders. Uh, mm-hmm. They're <laughs> a lot of very busy. Uh, requesting interviews with Aaron Glenn, who is the defensive coordinator for the Lions, and Ben Johnson, who's the offensive coordinator with the Lions. So, they are. They are plucking from the uh, from the teams that have done well. Uh, Aaron Glenn played a long time in the NFL as a defensive back. he's their coordinator. Ben Johnson is one of the hot offensive guys uh, in the league that's going to get a lot of looks. so um, I'm I'm not surprised you know we're, we're that's the beginning of a lot of teams requesting both of those two two fellas for sure.
3: Yeah, man, it's so hard to sustain success as an organization when, you're, when your when a roster or your coaching staff or your front office is constantly being poached. It's so hard to sustain success. That's why I've always. That's why part of me feels like you should go older with like your OC, your DC, or whatever. Because that way, you know, I'm, I don't. <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this, but typically, man, older people they you know they they are where their feet are. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, you know, they prefer roots and stability and they don't want change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you go young and fiery and you, you run the risk of losing a guy, you know, you know, to a head coaching job somewhere else, and it's, it's, it's hard to sustain success that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's why for the for Philadelphia Eagles in particular, whoever their next hires are, go older. Go with mm-hmm. some more experience. Go with guys who have maybe been the head coach before, and they didn't even like it, or maybe they didn't do well, but they're better OCs. Like that's why I kind of like what Dallas did, bringing in Dan Quinn at DC, uh, a couple years back, few years back. Now I don't know what his aspirations are beyond Dallas, but we know he's not a good head coach, but he's a tremendous DC. Yep. So you know, we'll you know, it's, it's it's I think a more than just a guy's interview. You got to look at where, where he is in his life. What are his mm-hmm. aspirations? You know, I think that matters that, you know, when you're talking to guys um, and one of them to be your OC or DC, you got to find out where their head is to see if you can actually, Good point. if you can sustain the success or build around or fill out what they're trying to do.
2: All right, let me update you. So Sydney Brown put out um, an Instagram post. and basically confirming what we already knew. Uh, He said, marks the end of my rookie season and beginning of a new journey. As frustrating as injuries may be, these moments are all about how you respond. I'm more motivated than I have ever been in my life. This has just added gas to the fire within me. The comeback begins now. I will rise. I love you, Philly. That all but confirms he's got a torn ACL, which was the fear tone. And that's, you know, one of the things that came out of yesterday's game was not only, uh, you know, Insult, but he had injury on top of it So here's the injuries that went down In that game We, we, you know, Sidney Brown torn ACL, done for the season Which also puts the beginning of next year in jeopardy for him By the way, too, since it's January Um, Beyond that A.J. Brown knee, the initial report From, uh, I think it was Mike Garofalo or Tom Pelissaro Of the NFL Network was There was no structural damage to the ACL And apparently he wasn't even really Limping or anything after the game Let's just hope that's all it was Mm -hmm. Uh, Jalen Hurts finger we know there's no structural damage or break it was simply dislocated easier easy for me to say I'm sure it's sore today for him but nonetheless uh re-blankenship groin injury Cam Juergens got poked in the eye uh (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) at a partridge in a pear tree okay yeah yeah. I'm sorry.
3: I don't, obviously injuries are not.
2: No, I know that you're not was, laughing at the That
3: end. was, that was funny, man. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's Such so, a you know what it sounds
3: like? It sounds like, it sounds like you're a teacher that broke up a school fight. Yeah. And you're, and you're just like, J- Jimmy broke his arm, <laughs> landing got poked in the eye. Yep. You know, this kid has a bloody nose. Yeah. When are you guys going to stop fighting? It, it just sounded like you were just ringing off a schoolyard brawl. Like, it, oh agree. my God. That, that was funny as, that
2: as was if funny. as if yesterday just the performance wasn't a disaster enough Let, let's just start piling on every guys are poked in the eye guys are you know uh, Jalen walking off and, and showing you which finger was broken he, was, just he, he was, summed it all up didn't it? that was
3: hilarious i'm sorry he knew what he was doing that's funny oh, that's God. funny <laughs> Just unbelievable. Um listen, Eagles, was, was fans, just enjoy the rest of this ride, man. It's gonna be bumpy, it's gonna be turbulent, but just enjoy it, man. There's nothing, you know, there's you know, there's nothing wrong with the little uh with the little turbulence. You know yeah, what I mean? Just, exactly. just, just enjoy it. Look yeah. at it as a massage.
2: Um, no update yet on Sam Laporta, the stud rookie, uh tight end for yeah, man, the that's Lions. Up, yeah. That's a big one, man. That's a big one. That guy has been a beast. If they don't have him. I'd be real concerned if I was Detroit because he has been such a, such a stud for, for Goff, you know, such a godsend for him. He set the rookie mm-hmm. record yesterday uh, for yards reception. And then, and he goes down, it it sucks, but we'll see. I haven't, I, I haven't seen anything, any updates yet. It probably isn't a good sign, but you don't want to read too much in any of that. I don't, I don't know where, where it falls.
3: Yeah, man. Um, It sucks. It sucks, man. But it's been a pretty good year rookie wise. Um, receiver and tight end related, Nikola, you know, breaking the record for receptions and, um, yards, you know, Sam Laporta, the, uh, the rookie reception record is pretty cool.
2: So, yeah. um, yeah, I man, hopefully, uh, he's, hopefully he's healthy going forward. Here's the most ironic thing, just back to the Eagles real quick. And, and when we, come, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to look at who their opponents are next year. The most ironic part of this whole thing, Tone, is by far of the three phases the one that shined the most was special teams. And it's not even close. Oh man. It's not even close. Elliott's a stud. Braden Mann's a legit punter. Covey is in like the top three in terms of punt return average.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like you have a real special teams now. And the other two units let you down. That's yeah. the iron. You want to talk about irony of this season? There it is. Yep.
3: Yeah, yeah. Last year and this year are, are complete mirror images of each other. Last year, special teams sucked and everything else was spot on. This year, special teams great. Yeah. And everybody else sucks. Yep. So,
4: yep.
3: yeah, man. Thanks for the reminder,
2: Rob. Yep. Sorry, man. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all good. All right. Let's uh let's hit it. We will dive into again. We have the sketch, we have the opponents. We know who they're playing on the road. We know who they're playing home. We don't know the schedule yet, but we'll give you the opponents of the Eagles for next year. We'll talk a little bit more birds. We do a national championship game tonight between Washington and Michigan, and and Jim Harbaugh is coveted by virtually every team that's got an opening, which we'll talk about that too. A little Tiger Woods update. A lot of stuff for you when we get back, so don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. We'll be right back.
5: I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We were big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget.
10: Go to get your game on.
1: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app.
6: And the big story on Action News. Search
1: 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
8: E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles.
2: Back, final segment of the show, trying to... Provide therapy. Trying to get through it together. This is counseling. We're we're, we're, we're this is group therapy for us uh, to try to figure <laughs> out and pick up the pieces of what went wrong uh, here with the Eagles. We All told
3: right. people, Rob, this 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 is going to be a reckoning. This is going to be something that, uh, that was going to make a lot of us uncomfortable today. Yeah. But 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 we were going to call it how we saw it, and we saw a lackluster performance, and um, it's it's what we've been dealing with over the past several weeks. Um, it's rightfully deserved. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is what this, this, this is, this is where we are. This is what we are. Um, parents always told me, you know, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And this is Correct. exactly what, what it is.
2: Yep. They've been trying and, and, you know, a lot of denial. They tried uh, really hard,
3: didn't they? They
2: tried really uh-huh. hard. They did. They did. They still are trying. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, next year, here's what we know that here's, we know who the opponents are. We don't know. The order, the schedule, the dates, any of that kind of stuff, yet that happens after the season is over. Uh, So here's who the Eagles have in 2024, Tone. The usual suspects, uh, home. We'll start with home. Dallas, New York Giants, Washington Commanders, as usual. They also play Atlanta, Carolina, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, and Jacksonville all at home. They're the home games. The road games, Dallas, New York, Washington. New Orleans, Tampa, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and the Rams. So I look at that and I say, okay, other than Dallas, who is in their own division, who's, you know, good. You got Cleveland, who's, you know, legit. They have Pittsburgh, who's legit. Green Bay, who's legit. Jacksonville, who, if they can get their act together, should be a playoff team. Um, New Orleans, Tampa, eh, Baltimore could win the whole thing. Cincinnati, healthy, extremely dangerous. Rams, dangerous. It's not an easy schedule.
3: No, it's not. The only layups you really see on here are maybe Atlanta, maybe Carolina. Uh, Green Bay is better, obviously. Yeah. Carolina, um, Atlanta. Let's just look at it from the quarterback perspective. I don't love right? New
2: Orleans either. Yeah.
3: Let's l- Let's look at it from the quarterback perspective. You're going to be facing Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, obviously. Um, Deshaun Watson, yep. Um, Matthew Stafford, likely, yep. Um, Trevor Lawrence, and Jordan Love. Those guys. Those are seven competent, at minimum, competent quarterbacks.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: At minimum, yep. Uh, if you, just based off the schedule. What's your what's your what's your record
2: prediction? Oh boy, you, you, we're doing that, huh? Um, ah, you you, you want to hold off on that? My God, yeah, I gotta, I need, I need to dive into that. You, you, I, yeah, I,
3: you, you need time to digest it. I'm not at know. that. You know, I just had to, I just had to, uh, you know, tug your tail and see if you'll, uh, see if you'll bite. I don't something.
2: know who's the coach. Who are the coordinators?
3: <laughs> That's a damn shame. <laughs> I, I don't know who's the coach. I <laughs> don't know who the coordinators who's are. playing
2: cornerback. Who, who, you know, who's playing <laughs> linebacker? Uh, oh, yikes. Y- y-
3: no I, no, I hear, I hear, you know, but again, I I, I had to tuck your tail, see if no, you I know. see, see you, if you'll snap back. You back.
2: did, you did. Uh, all right, national championship game tonight. You have Washington, uh, Michigan, and the game's being played in Houston. Uh, I'm rooting for Washington. I I like their quarterback. I like Michael Penix Jr. I like their coach, the guy who really worked his way up from like NAIA Division Three to Division One. I'd love to see them win. I think Michigan wins. I hope I'm wrong, but I think Michigan wins. W- what do you think in uh, in the national title game?
3: I th- I think Michigan wins as well. Um, I'm all for I'm all for the uh, the villain, you know, getting their uh, just due. Mm. So uh, I think I think I think uh, Michigan and Harbaugh and those guys they stick it to the NCAA you know, stick to everybody and they win and say, look, man, it's, you know, you guys try to tie, you know, you guys tried to make us play with one arm time behind our back all year. Okay. Light work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But they better win it though. You don't get, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying Washington is a layup, but it like this matchup don't get any more
2: favorable. So you better win it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Also, Matt, like I said, Washington's been quite busy. They have requested permission to interview Raheem Morris, who is the uh, DC for the Rams. Man, they're not wasting no time, and I Dude, love it. They are going to be busy cats over there in uh, in the nation's capital uh, with all the interviews that they have coming up. I ain't sure?
3: mad at it, though. No, it's the way Man. you got to go.
2: They're being aggressive. I love it. Um, this one was interesting. Tiger Woods and Nike have parted ways, Tone, 27 for years. They've been together for – Twenty-seven you know, years they've been together. Somebody threw him a bigger bag. I don't. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's been rumors about this for a while, but yeah, it's pretty fascinating, man. That he's um, he's out. He's
4: out. What do you?
3: I'm tr- I'm trying to because Tiger Woods is still obviously he's not what he was, but from an iconic standpoint, I would love Tiger Woods to
2: represent my brand. I I view Tiger like I view Jordan. Like Michael Jordan hasn't played in the NBA in in what twenty something years, probably twenty years. I don't know how long it's been. But look at the amount of of gear that he still sells, whether it's sneaks, hoodies, shorts, whatever. Yeah. You telling me that like Tiger still isn't a guy? And again, I don't know. They do all the research on this stuff, but and look, I mean, his name's Tiger. Come on, man. Like, what you you can't market that?
3: Like, so I, I I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious about what went into that. Um, but I wouldn't, be sur- I wouldn't be
2: surprised if uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Tiger Woods already has something else lined up. I wouldn't be, surprised. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. He so he he began with them in 96. Um, and wow. you know, he's he since he was 21 years old, so he's 48 at this point.
3: And yeah. Nike is not afraid to give out lifetime
2: contracts, no, they're they, not. No, they're they, not. They give him one to sure.
3: LeBron, they give him one to KD.
2: Yeah, um, apparently he's been wearing foot joy golf shoes since returning to competition from the injuries that he suffered after suffered after the car wreck maybe they're just physically better for him
3: I don't, I don't know and also never you never know maybe he's um looking at like i'm going to invest in myself i'm going to invest in maybe this smaller company yeah that i can invest in have have real equity in maybe he's playing the long game which i can respect but again we don't know so um, I'm curious to see how this thing turns out for him. But yeah. Tiger Woods, iconic, legendary. He's goaded. I mean, like, you know, Tiger Woods is one of those names. You hear it in any country, you know who he is.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, elsewhere. So Draymond Green is back. Uh, it turned out to be a 12 game suspension. And he said that uh, the commissioner, Adam Silver, uh, talked him out of retirement. He said, "Quote: I told him, uh, Adam, this is too much for me. This is too much. It's all becoming too much for me. I'm going to retire." And Adam said, "You're making a rash decision. I won't let you do that." We had a great conversation, very helpful. Blah blah blah. Y- you get the gist of it. So he, uh, he wasn- wasn't that. a super long suspension for him, but he's back after. 12.
3: I mean, twelve. I mean, twelve games is is, is a is a while because in terms of just like. I mean, yeah, he, you know, the flagrant ones and twos and, you know, like 12 games is a while. Um, Especially, I mean, but it, it wasn't like he was, you know, playing with, you know, BB guns or something. So, um, <laughs> guns. So you know, um, you know, 12 games is a while Because at first it said
2: indefinitely, didn't it? It was indefinite. Yeah. He, he went through counseling, um, met with the commissioner, met with uh, the Warriors, met, you know, with, with private, I guess, Doctors, whatever. Um and... <laughs> Yo, hold on, times up, man. Times up.
3: I don't mean any disrespect or any harm, right? Every you know, everyone needs, you know, proper care. And you know, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy.
4: Right. You
3: know what I mean? I'm a I'm a large supporter and proponent of therapy. You know what I mean? But why are we acting like this man is Ron run our test <laughs> or, or 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 Dennis Rodman, right? <laughs> Why are we trying to pretend like this dude is just a menace? <laughs> like, come on, man.
6: Yeah, I, I
3: understand he plays hard. He can be a little rough around the edges. He can be prickly, but they acting like Draymond is the boogeyman of the NBA.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's gotten to the point where it's like, if you're the league, how many more times can you suspend him? I think the Warriors are kind of, the Warriors are, are their own special mess. Did you see Chris Paul's uh, broke his uh, thumb? Yeah, I hand. heard
3: he fractured his hand, right? Or fractured his what was it? He's exactly? out four to six weeks. Ooh. Also, another thing that's going on over there is their young players, their young core, their young nucleus. Um, they're not too happy with the way things have been going over there in terms of just playing time and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people, I've heard someone say this. Or tweet this, I can't remember who it was, but they said something along the lines of the the, the Warriors are single-handedly fumbling um their, to their future. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, you got to think about life beyond Clay. You got to think about life beyond Draymond, right? Steph's still got it. He could probably play for another five years. Um, but you got to start to build around Steph in a new way. Yeah. And you got to get these young guys going. You got to get them confident. You got to get you got to get them believing in what you're what you're selling. And a lot of these young guys, like Kaminga. And listen, um, so it's a couple of other guys over there as well that they that they just aren't feeling the direction in the mm-hmm. playing time. And I understand it, man. Like you gotta listen, you guys are a dynasty. You guys they won what, four championships in a ten year span, something like that. Yeah. So you've been dominant, right? You gotta you gotta start to invest in these young pieces. You draft you drafted Wiseman, and then you traded him to Detroit. You gotta you you gotta start thinking about the future at this point. You yeah. got to. And and, and my fear is that they're they're holding on too much to what they were versus instead of actually reflecting on who they actually are.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, all right, so here, here, so basically the the way the week is going to go for the Eagles here is you're still waiting here on a couple of injuries and and the severity of them, and you know once we get an idea on that, we're going to have a better handle on how you go about things on Monday. I I would expect there there shouldn't be much of an issue for Jalen. I'm I'm sure it's not going to be feeling perfect, but it sounds like. If that was just a, you know a dislocation, you could pop that thing back in, and he actually came back in the game and played. So I think that from that standpoint, he'll be all right. AJ is going to be the really interesting one. We know no Sydney Brown, uh, and you know I'm also keeping my eye on 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 how this shakes out with uh, with Blankenship too. Um, hmm. I'm even looks-
3: keeping my eye on Devontae Smith. I mean, just want to make sure that knee is right, you know. Yeah. So, look, man, DeAndre Swift, he should be okay because he had a little illness. He should be all right. Yeah. Um, Slay is supposed to be, supposed to be coming back.
2: this yeah i mean you're going to be a, a relatively healthy if aj is nothing serious you're going to be relatively healthy right but, right
3: you know my belief is that they were just like oh we dodge the bullet let's just let us you know let's sit him out and just you know let him take it easy you know that's 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 how i'm looking at it um fortunately you played this team before so you so you have a game plan you have an archetype, not an archetype but you have somewhat of a framework or maybe a game plan you know to beat the bucks but just based off of just how you've been performing lately the confidence in the room the belief it's not the same anymore yeah. so it's you might as well say these are two different teams playing each other now
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah no I listen i got you i, I, I totally um so the other the man the commander stuff is just like fast and furious so they're looking to interview a couple of uh one of the um 49ers assistant GMs also for their, for their head of their position.
5: Um,
2: yeah. I mean, I look, frankly, we're, like I said, we're going to go through this week and there's going to be a lot of, Hey, it's the playoffs. Now we've seen teams do this before they get their act together and and you can't even believe the way the regular season finished out. And, until I see the Eagles go out there and line up against Tampa Bay and, and, and beat them. I'm not buying one ounce of it, one iota of what they're going to be selling, as far as that part of it goes. And quite, and
3: and quite literally, they are they are a week to week proposition. So if you beat the Bucks, okay, you live the fight of the week. You so if you survive the divisional round, okay. So like literally, like this, this is like we we can't even project anymore. All we can do is just go into this thing week to week to week because everybody else
2: is. You know that's all you can do. Mm -hmm. Well, look at it this way. So if things play out the way they should, barring any kind of crazy upsets, the Eagles would most likely get as the six seed or five seed. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: Are you talking about Jeff? Are you talking
2: about Jeff? No, 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 no. I'm talking about it. I'm I'm assuming a, a win just for hypothetical purposes. Um, they would most likely – this is if the Rams lose and Green Bay loses, which I think the Rams are going to win. Anyway, there's a shot they get San Fran in the second round. If that's the case, it's, you know, it could be lights out.
4: So you better enjoy this one. Yeah. Or is just yeah.
2: pack it in, you guys. Yeah. Um, I wonder – I just wonder, like, if there's a different approach taken this week from Jalen for maybe hmm. some of the other players. I do wonder about that. How so? Well, in a sense that he's not usually one who's really outspoken, like who 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 is outspoken both with the media and maybe with his teammates. I know he does things behind the scenes that we don't see. I get that. But I do wonder if he doesn't just say, you know what, they need me to be a little bit different kind of leader. It's not to say he isn't a good leader or anything like that. We we know how hard the guy works. But I wonder if he takes it upon himself to do anything a little bit differently in any way. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. No, no, Because desperate times call for desperate measures, and I think they're in desperate times right now.
3: No, I feel you. Um, You know, it's a shame. We're in a a time where you have to constantly qualify – um, you know, your point, so people cannot jump out the window, right? Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to a guy like Jalen Hurts, we know the type of player he is. We know what he's capable of. We know how good he can be, right? But, like, you know, it's going to be so important for him to, you know, to reevaluate how, he, how he's been leading his team as of late. He's going to have to dig deep. He's going to have to look at these guys and say, look, we know things did not go the way we intended for them to go. We get that. But we have a chance here. At the end of the day, you got a shot. Yeah. That's all you can ask for is a shot. Now, will you hit your mark? Will you hit your mark? How do you want to be remembered? How how do you want the season to end? Right? All things considered, let's say they lose in the NFC Championship. Yeah. Okay, I can live with it. Mm -hmm. I can live with it because at the end of the day the playoffs is a whole new season. I can live with it. But do I believe they can get there? I just don't I don't see that part of it, man. It's like that's the most annoying part about this thing, man. Like if we if we even had a glimmer of life in terms of how we see this team, I'd be going into this playoffs going into this playoff run, you know, gung ho, chest chest out and ready to just go to war with the guys. Yeah. But I, I don't think they believe right now. Mm-hmm. That's the problem, right? We could believe as much as we want. If you ask Eagles fans, ask yourselves this. Although you believe in this team, do you think they believe?
2: That's the big part. You know, that yeah, what, what has been talked about. You know, I I again I think the way that they went out and played sent a message yesterday. I, I think it was we don't believe in our coaches. We don't believe in the game plan. We don't believe in the message that's being sent. You, could you flip all that and, and win a playoff game in Tampa and we're not worried about how a game in, in New York looked to close out the season? Yeah. But we said that this past week. Didn't we talk about this week, hey, you got one last chance to, to really get some momentum before you go into the playoffs? Yep, we said that. Yep. And it didn't happen. You know, I just – I if they're thinking in that locker room, like, ah, man, we've been in the playoffs before. We're not worried about the way the last few weeks went. We're going to be fine. Boy, oh, boy. You're in big trouble if that's the case.
5: I, I, I'm telling
2: you, man, they're in big trouble if that's what they're thinking.
3: Absolutely, man. I couldn't have put it, I couldn't have put it any better myself. Um, I just wish, you know, look, I've I love his team. I love this team, I love his organization, I love everything it stands for. I love my city of Philadelphia, being born and raised there. I love everything about the Philadelphia Eagles. I love the colors, I love, I love, I love everything. The logo, all of it, the history, all of it but it's listless right now. Yeah. It's they, it's they, the opposite
2: of who they who they were it's, last it's year. It's the opposite of
3: it's the opposite of who they are in essence. What we've seen these past several weeks is the opposite of who they are, you know, in terms of aura, in terms of what they built up over the past several decades. This what we're seeing right now is not Philadelphia Eagles football. We're not we're not. This is not our brand of football from a from the top down. Yeah, it's it, it's
2: completely the antithesis of what Philadelphia Eagles football means to the city of Philadelphia. I agree with you. And I think that it's everything that this that we thought this team stood for. Like we didn't come into the season having any questions about heart. Uh, uh about culture about leadership and now you question all of that um I think it's everything's on the table when you play the way that this team's played because this is more than just a super Bowl hangover that we've gone way past that you know a super Bowl hangover you see some signs of things that aren't maybe necessarily what you like but this is way went way the other way with this this is a 180. From what it was last year so it's not just the super bowl hangover effect all right yeah uh, yeah
3: yeah this is beyond this is beyond the super bowl hangover this is like this is like a this is super bowl alcohol poisoning <laughs> that's what yes. this is you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah I that's agree. exactly what this is
2: all right uh i want to thank everybody in the chat everybody streaming everybody listening we appreciate you guys um we will be back at it tomorrow that's for sure don't go anywhere because you have the National Football Show coming up with Ancilio and Tone. So stay tuned for those guys. And again, we'll be back same time tomorrow uh, to hash it all out and to get you set for the the birds and the bucks in the playoffs. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your Monday. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks.